welcome to episode 58 of the Donald's Red podcast. Been a while since I introduced us as Morten has <laughs> done like all the recording recently. Uh, so I'm Nicholas and this is Morten. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas! Yeah. Man, recently I've been called Saint Nick by people here in England. Oh, really? Around oh. Christmas time. It's the f- first time I have ever reflected on my name being the same as the one of the many Santa Clauses. That yeah, around. yeah, no, yeah. In Sweden, I guess you don't really. Maybe if you're called Nis- Nisse, you might <laughs> have a connection to Christmas. Yeah, but, uh... <laughs> and also like Polish people told me congratulations since it was the names day of Saint Nicholas on December sixth. Ah. Oh, so how polite. Nice of them to remind you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. yeah, as you can tell, it's a Christmas-inspired episode. This will be the last one before the holidays, and then we'll see when we come back. Uh, mm. And uh, hopefully, if everything works out, later in the show we will have a guest. Uh, our dear uh, only listener will be on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian Jensen. So I don't know. He'll be on, and then he can listen to himself afterwards, and everything will be all right. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to talk about his event next year, and you will talk about your event next year. Yeah, just a little bit. It's, yeah. It's not uh, all done yet. What, what, what we're actually going to do, but we're going to have it. But like, uh, I think it's a good way of. Um, Ending this year with a bit of uh, fun things to look forward to next year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but first of all, Christmas, Christmas, uh, Christmas. We, well, uh, has Forge World been nice to deliver anything to us? I, I think not. They delivered a lot last time, though. Yeah, the thing is, well, like, we're recording on a Thursday. We realized that, oh, maybe we should record on a Friday after we released stuff. But now yeah. we can wish list instead. Yeah. So um, in a Christmas kind of way, for, ne- for next year or like just for Friday? For next year, I would say like some big, big visions here. What do you wish Forge World to bring out next year? Or uh, throughout the year in total? Yeah. Or, or like, yeah, sure. I don't know. No, not in total, but some, something you want Forge World to drop, whether it's next Friday or okay, at, like uh, my my biggest wish hmm? is like uh, release one new right of war for each legion. Ah, to mix up the game, sort of. Yeah, it's like a really easy thing to do, and but it would hmm. like give give something to everyone, and just give everyone a new way to play with their existing armies. But that's a really good idea for for the next uh, black book, sort of. I mean, if it focuses yeah. on blood engines and white scars. Then you could put in something so everyone gets a little, yeah. a little something. Hmm. Yeah, a little something in their stocking. Yeah, it's a good idea. Any any theme that comes to mind straight away that you're like, oh yeah, uh, Gorgon's Terminators. <laughs> make them make them actually good. No, uh, <laughs> they blind uh, you on a five plus. <laughs> I make them even worse. <laughs> we need to balance them. Uh, no, but hmm. maybe release some general uh, Rise of War as well. I, I, like, I mm-hmm. still think that the game really lacks a, a good Terminator Rider War. With like a deep striking Terminator. 
right? Yeah, like or, whatever, like make Terminators the main thing of, a, of an army. Yeah. Because like ter- Terminators on their own, these don't really work. Like you have to have them with something. Hmm. So, uh, hmm. So I either, uh, yeah, deep striking is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and other than that. So special invulnerable save increased by one when two squads are within blah, blah, blah of each other. I don't know. Like a, they could boost something. each other. Something. It's like it's whatever right away to use the Terminators. That's like the, the main component. Yeah, yeah. Because would be nice. You have, you have I mean, part of Legion, but that's more like just elite squads. But like have have some kind of special function with Terminators. Like mm-hmm. just drop out assault, but with Terminators, mm-hmm. something like that. It just came to mind. Like instead of a right of war, what if they uh, dropped rules for? You know how they did with jet bikes? Like we had jet bikes, and suddenly we had a heavy support jet bike squad. What if we get a fast attack Terminator squad, a heavy support Terminator squad? I guess in a way it can't steal the show from Siege Terminators and Fulmentaris, but what if you had something like, oh, you can take uh, multi-melters for every Terminator in the squad, but they're now heavy support. And then it's like a, yeah. an entirely themed army. I- I'm really, this is, <laughs> this is why I'm not working at Forge World. <laughs> I'm just trying to v- find some good ideas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but something something that involves Terminator. Hmm. Hmm. Be cool. Could be. I uh, mean, for Night Lords also an Atramentar, uh, yeah. right of war that makes them super good at deep striking turn one or whatever something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like new units, like new models that I would have liked to have released. I'm not really sure. Uh, another Siege Titan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, that's like I was gonna say. Like uh, I told you earlier, I was gonna make a better uh, wish listing. Okay. And I used to wish that they they go like, oh yeah, actually guys, since we have so much negative feedback of this retarded Titan that we released, we're actually gonna pull that, and from all the extra s- storage space that we get over from this massive box, we're just gonna <laughs> fill that with transfer sheets because everyone actually wants transfer sheets. And the good news <laughs> is, we can fit like a hundred transfer sheets for each one of these Titans. <laughs> and make more money. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's my wish. I wish for like an, an upgrade kit for that Titan that is sort of like a <laughs> even bigger cannon. No, it's no, it's it's like an ass rod that you add to the Titan <laughs> that like extends from the ass into the ground, <laughs> so it becomes like a tripod Titan, and which means that it can actually fire and would you know withstand the recoil. Like yeah. <clears throat> fire ring yeah it's a good idea <laughs> pro, pro tip I would like to see uh, the next book uh, what is it called uh, eight, what the, angels of death or oh wait uh, help me what, it's not ma- malevolence Angelus. Angelus. it was supposed to be called malevolence wasn't it then they yeah. split it out. Okay. Angelus, I would like to see that book next year. And I would like to see generic uh, demon rules, sort of sandboxy cool stuff. Like something like the militia, because I think the militia list was sandbox and awesome. 
Yeah. So you mean you mean you you want to see stuff that they have already announced? Yeah, <laughs> isn't that <laughs> well? I think I'm more likely to get uh, <laughs> to become happy than that. <laughs> you need to make some outrageous wishes. My wish will come true. Mm. Uh, new uh, airbrush paints. Oh yeah. Uh, would you like to see a demon fulgrim? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> so good uh <laughs> maybe yeah well i was just thinking like i wonder if there yeah okay uh yeah that would be good but i can wait until terra i guess yeah do you think they'll do them in plastic yeah, that's and what i'm thinking for, like 40k as well yeah with with the 40k thing happening and uh i mean they're actually dropping new slanesh things now maybe that's a Maybe he's actually coming for 40k. Uh, did you see that's some new stuff? Like, I like the new um, Fiend of Slanesh. Yeah. They're dropping. It's awesome. Then there was some weird girl, that, like a demonette with oh, a yeah, heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, the human heart. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it's kind of freaky. Like the noise marine of, I don't know, uh, fantasy noise marine. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. I was thinking, like, if. If anyone would do like a, a fantasy slanish arm, you could use that as like the battle standard bear or something. Mm. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Maybe a cool uh, model, something to convert and have yeah. as a mm, what well, if for my uh, allied cultists that are slanishy, like yeah. um, command. What are they called? Disciplinary masters. You have someone playing that harp, like, <gasps> to battle! Ring, ring, ring! <laughs> oh. Yeah. Could you use it for uh, uh, dungeon crawls, future dungeon crawls? Mm-hmm. Random mm-hmm. scenarios? Mm. Be, a, be a cool model used to paint up, used to have yeah. for something. If I'm making, like, a theater room in the Stormortalis, it would be awesome to have that in, like, the, uh, you know, the orchestral pit. Yeah, Where they sit and play. You just put there that there. Like, oh god, it's a nasty place. Hmm. Endless possibilities. What Leave about you? Behind. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, what about you, sir? Uh, if you have a like a, a wish list, what if your um, what if your girlfriend decides to buy you something? Some. What would you be happy getting in, as a Christmas gift? Mm, uh, a 10-man missile launcher squad for my oh, audience. okay. I would like that. Yeah? So I can Some... deal with all the fucking flyers around and <laughs> deep-striking like termites. Yeah? It feels like a good tool for the, the, the new meta we find ourselves in. Oh, do you think like, the, is the termite meta a new thing? Or... Like termites and flyers and deep striking stuff, I think. Yeah. Be, be a good thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. On my wish list, I have termites. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, termites from ultramarines would be awesome. Maybe oh, yeah. some fantasy models as a, like a, yeah, a Dogs of War army. Would be cool. Yeah. New, new year, new army. Don't tell my wife. Um, <laughs> Hmm. 
What else? Uh, yeah. A Mastodon. Of, of course. The, the <laughs> humble Mastodon. Yeah. That's not too much to ask. That's a fucking month's worth of salary. We need it. So what are your plans though? Like, what are your concrete plans on doing next year? Um, mm, having becoming a father, no, of course, <laughs> yeah, and uh, everything, everything additional to that is a bonus. <laughs> I, I've, yep. set, I've set uh, the bar quite low for next year because I have no idea how everything is going to work out, yeah. so we'll see, <clears throat> but um. Mm, yeah, you have to start a club with Jens. Yeah, that would be. We can have a kindergarten, have our kids fight each other or something, or we play. I don't know. I don't know how parenting works. Um, but uh, like, uh, I would like to continue with my ultramarines. Uh, get back to them. Uh, try to make that make turn them into a, a list that works. <laughs> uh, that can you got your, your your ass handed to you too many times now. No, well, I haven't. Not that many times. I mean, I knew that it was a cool theme, but wouldn't really work that well. But uh, mm. that's why I'm taking some termites. Also, some missile launcher squad. I would be happy to get that for my ultramins as well. Yeah, uh, more of a gun line and some rapiers and stuff. Mm-hmm. How many rapiers do you have now? One. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. not enough <laughs> but I got some planes yeah. so mm-hmm. have you been doing any hobby since last we spoke hmm. I have been playing a game of Necromunda so, oh nice uh, something almost heresy almost and um, it was cool it was part of the campaign that's running here in Gothenburg oh yeah it's a Dome Rush campaign. So I painted up my Goliaths. I should try to snap some pictures and put on Instagram. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, you know, I, like, I sort of know the basic mechanics of the game now, but the, all these extra stuff surrounding a campaign sort of frightened me. Like, oh, I don't know. How does this work? And what do I need to do? And what do I need to roll before? And what do I need to do after? I, th- I still think the rules are a bit like, unclear. It's just a lot to take in, I think. But I, um, I played a game against a cool guy called Dennis. And he had Escher, I had Goliath. We're fighting in this uh, dense terrain. It was so dense. And I was like, oh, I'm going to use my uh, heavy stubber. It's going to just stand there and shred people. Couldn't see anything. You know, <laughs> because you, you look from the top of this. Like, yeah, I can um, totally. That guy over there, he will be in, in range soon. Or that gal. Uh, and then you go down to eye level and try to see, and it's just so much stuff in between. I can't see anything in here. Um, <laughs> and it was interesting because I, after getting my ass handed to be against uh, Van Sar, who just outshot me, I made a list with a lot of shooting. So it's um, he- like a bolter, heavy stubber, and these stub guns that are at least range 18. Yeah. And I didn't give much close combat weapons to my guys. And then he, his Eschers, they all had close combat weapons. So I felt, oh, shit, maybe it's not a, that good of an idea for me to get into close combat. That's, That's crazy. very strange for a Goliath. Goliath. 
yeah i didn't really know what to do there was also a cool special rule because this dome rush theme is that a new part has suddenly been open in the underhive you know the access to a forgotten piece of uh, of the hive or something uh and every all the gangs are getting in there trying to find a spook and uh, you know stuff to sell and cool Classic. stuff so you, yeah so you could collect mushrooms which was a way of getting cash but uh, anytime any model is outside of i think eight inches from any other fighter a friend or foe you have to roll a die and on a one they just disappear <laughs> something has snagged them up, you know so, so fucking disturbing and you, you, you're playing and you're always thinking oh shit did I oh oh no I put him too far uh, gotta gotta keep my friends close and oh and this uh, beast theme just went on because we were moving up slowly you know prodding each other's uh, defenses a bit shooting a bit didn't do much damage we both had tons of smoke grenades which just block line of sight we put out just smoke so no one could shoot and just then we were it was just like this is the turn where things are going to happen and then he runs up with one single model with the dual plasma into where i have my leader and i think three gangers close by they were like my main squad of gunners sort of and i'm thinking oh shit this is going to hurt some plasma to my face but i you know then i then i will fight back he draws a tactic card or he put, plays a tactic card that allows him to uh, place the beast lair. Oh, I've heard that one's really nasty. Yeah, which is essentially, he, I don't know, went up and opened this uh, grate or whatever you call it, you know, like uh, to the yeah. sewers or something. Ha ha! And then from there comes this insane tentacle monster. <laughs> and he was able to place it, so it, it was within one inch of most of my guys, and then he could run away from it. So, essentially the me- the amount of inches you're away from it you roll a die and if you don't roll over that it grabs you so if you're within one inch with which three out of my four gangers were one was within two inches you have to they are automatically hit basically when i activate them i was like ah oh, what am i gonna do and it's it's not it's not a little hit it's uh, you know basically it wounds i think we did it wrong but it would wound me on three plus and we did it on two plus, but anyway. Uh, and if it wounds you, it does D three damage with no save. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it was yeah. I was just seeing. Uh, I didn't know what to do. Um, my leader Wolfgang, he I, I thought the best way is to just fang it. So he went first, and he charged it, and he, so he survived. I think it actually missed him somehow. It didn't. He rolled a one to wound. So I got into close combat with it, and it's hard to hit. But I attacked it with my power axe, did a lot of wounds, but didn't kill it. So my idea as well was, if I kill it in this glorious battle, then he, I can save my gangers. But I didn't. And then when I activated the rest, it just took three of them out of action. This one. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no! It's raping them. The fourth one was just seriously injured and could crawl away from it. And after that. I just, I have to give up now. So we never really got to. When the next turn came, yeah. I just, can I do any damage back to him? And I just felt, no, I have to give up now before I lose poor gangers. <laughs> so it was a fun game in one way. It was a bit sad because we both wanted to see how our gangs would do. I think it would have been an even fight. But uh, this, <laughs> this fucking monster. So I learned my lesson. I, I, can't, I, ha- I can't group my guys that close together. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, I heard of that card is really good as well. Yeah, maybe. If I were to be a bad player or a bad loser, which I'm, I'm not, I might <laughs> say that it should be nerfed a bit. <laughs> but, um... oh. <laughs> but then, I mean, they. Oh, and then after the battle, everyone is out of action. You have to roll an injury. And one of them has some broken spine. <laughs> one of them got hit to the head. Uh, and one was just recovered. So. But it's cool. Yeah. Now I have, I renamed my, you, you know, it adds flavors. Now Ernst became Ernst the Spineless. <laughs> kind of fun. I have someone who became the Dimwit and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. What's the name of your gang again? Kraftwerk Killers. Oh, yeah. They, are, they, they have a German theme. Do you want to hear some names? Yes. They are led by Wolfgang. Then I have two champions. One is called Manfred von Krieg. He's my heavy stubber guy, and he's uh, in honor of Manfred, who organized the Eastern <laughs> event. Then I have an, a champion without a name. He's like the nameless one. Oh, how mysterious. Then we have Kruger, Heinrich, Fritz, Ernst, Ludwig, Hermann, die Hunde. He's like a dog. He sniffs up the enemy. And Gruber. They are, they are very nasty. Yeah. Um, Powerful yeah. names. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. So I'm, right. uh, I, I got to try to keep fighting this campaign somehow. How about you? Do, have you had any hobby done? Uh, yeah. Uh, spoke about my trip to Nottingham last episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, since then, I haven't played any games, either 30K or Fantasy, but I did. <gasps> last weekend, I uh, went with uh, Joseph, the guy I'm playing Fantasy with, to this board game meetup. Mm-hmm. So there's this group, there's this app, first of all, called Meetup, uh, where you can meet up people with mm. similar interests. Uh, Sounds like Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which you're very accustomed to. <laughs> hmm, which I have read about <laughs> on the internet. Uh, so there's this board game uh, group. And like since it's London, like there are, there's just so many people that can be part of this group. So I went into this, it, yeah. like joined it later, and it's got like twelve thousand members. Oh shit! Who wants, who wants to play board games? It's oh. crazy. Uh, so it's like at this hotel in Camden. It's like mm-hmm. a really nice location, and then people just met up, played some board games. Uh, so me and Joseph played some more games, and then we got joined to play uh, Shadows Over Camelot, like a. Game of Betrayal in Camelot. Oh! Uh, and it was really fun. Uh, but, like, we got joined by some guys that were, like, seriously stupid. Like, really, really daft, thick, whatever you, you, you want. Like, the, okay. They didn't, have, they didn't have all their horses at home. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. And they were not board game um, initiates, sort of. Uh, they would play board games. Obviously, they they do play board games, but yeah. like in the end, like it didn't work. Like we, the rest of us just gave up because this guy is ruined all of the game. <laughs> so right. so last... how does that? How does this rule work again? Yeah, pretty much. Like every turn, like yeah, yeah, you can do one of these three actions. He's like, what? What do I do? <laughs> 
so then we oh, quit, and then uh, we played another game. Unfortunately, <laughs> this guy was in it again. Like I didn't really have the. I couldn't really tell him to fuck off. Like it was my first time there, so I didn't want to <laughs> be a dick. But if it wasn't, I would just tell him to sleep. Yeah. Uh, but then I played this game that was awesome. Uh, uh-huh. So I'm gonna wish you that for Christmas as well. Uh, yeah. It's called Captain Sonar. Oh, I think I know. I think I know. You you play on the team. Uh, yes. It's like sink. It's not sink. Sink <laughs> battleship. Yeah, battleship, right? But you isn't it like one is the radio? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So radio man. So, so yeah, you play two teams with four people on each team. Yeah, uh, and then uh, you, uh, each person on that team like mans a station, uh, oh. and both the both teams play as a submarine that's trying to find the other submarine and. Say, oh, that's so cool! It was awesome, and it's so cool because it's real time. One of my favorite things of all time, real time. Oh. One of your favorite time times. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's so cool that it's like a real-time board game. So you have to be quick also, or is it like that? Yeah, like uh, uh, you have these systems that you charge up, like torpedoes and sonar and drones and stuff. Mm. Uh, but you charge them up by moving. So each step you move, you like charge one spot. Okay. And you need to charge them a couple of times to use them. So like you have to move around. And uh, the radio operator in the enemy team listens to the enemy captains when he's like north, east, north, west. Oh. And then the radio operator draws on the map with like this yeah. plastic sheet over and tries to fit in like, these lines to where he can be moving because he can't move over islands and stuff. And both teams uh-huh. are using the same map. So then you kind of need to fit in where they're going. Okay. Uh, I played this and I was the, the radio operator. Yeah. So it's really cool trying to figure out where they were. And then, like, holy shit, I know where they are. And tell the <gasps> captain, like, they're over here, fire torpedo. And stop, fire torpedo. And then they fired. And then the enemy seems like, uh, oh, yeah, you hit us, but it wasn't a direct hit. And I was like, fuck, I thought they were exactly there. But they're <laughs> close to it. And then I tried to, like, had to figure out, but where are they then? And then they were moving around. And then they fired us. And then, like, it was super intense. <laughs> And then so, we kind of lost each other and just went around yeah. in circles. And then, like, uh, it's like, okay, they're over here. Fire torpedo, fire torpedo. And then we're like, you missed. Like, fuck, how, how can that be? Like, they were there. And then I moved, yeah. like, oh, wait, they're over here. And then, <laughs> Captain, move up there. And then he moved. And they're like, fire torpedo again, fire. And they're all oh, direct hit. Like, oh, yes, we have them now. Just move up there. And then, Sadly, because the, the stupid guy was on our team, <laughs> we got sunk. Anyway. No. Um, I'm just going to fire backwards. <laughs> Roger, uh, Captain, Captain. Opening top hatch. No, no, father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, but it was a super cool game. Uh, like, my heart was pounding at the end. So yeah. I'm going to get that game and play in the future. Oh, I think I, think I would. I haven't played it, but uh, but my wife has, and she said that oh, we should get this, we should buy this for Christmas. Yeah, cool. So I was oh, you know, okay, yeah, it's, no, okay. I'm really psyched. Huh. How many players can you be on each team? Uh, four. Okay, so you have uh, Captain Sonar, or yes, no? yeah, you have the captain that gives the orders where to move, and then you have the radio operator who tracks the enemy 
uh, sub, and then you have the first mate who loads the systems, and then mm -hmm. the engineer. So each time you move, the engineer has to tick a box and try to keep the submarine going. Oh, uh, yeah. While you're moving around, yeah. Seems I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of pressure on the uh, uh, radio guy. Yeah, to find the enemy. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Though. I really love playing the radio operator. Yeah. And like speaking of your wife, the like in this game, like what's mm -hmm. the deal with like women being all over board games, but you barely see women playing tabletop games? Yeah, I, I don't know. We should get some women on and try to see why what what's the uh, difference there. Analyze psyche. Yeah. So there were a lot of uh, gals at this establishment you went to. Uh, yeah, hmm? quite a few. Hmm. Uh, what goes yeah. on inside the female brain? <sighs> For years we have tried to understand it. We must dissect it and see what happens. Uh, exactly. I know. I know that. I I know that my wife gets pissed when I make sounds for the miniatures. That's that, that's like over the top for her. Then she oh god, she can't stand that when I do like with the with a rhino or something. I mean, she can she can uh, appreciate the art and the paintwork and stuff, but as soon as crossing they do the line that, there, Morten. Yeah, it's something. But you know, you know how it is when you deploy a drop pod. Do you just put it down and scatter it? No, you gotta be like entering at. Hold on, brothers! Oh, firing retro thrusters. Yeah, you sure that uh, the the battle report we made for Istvan? Yeah, <laughs> I... She would divorce me. <laughs> yeah, and I would be like, yeah, you know, like, have you watched How I Met Your Mother? When Barney uh, finds that, just sporadically. Yeah. Well, Barney finds this like. Of Robin, where she was like an icon, she was a teen, yeah. And then it's like much later, he finds out that there's another video, and it would be the same for your wife. Like, oh, actually, we made another video <gasps> with tiny spaceships. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're out, <laughs> you're on the street now. <laughs> That's what she sounds like. <laughs> Oh. That that's the only games I've been playing on. Huh? Like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. This is a uh, perfect Christmas episode. So if you're, this will hopefully drop, and you'll have a few days before Christmas. So some good, you know, tips there that if you need. Oh, what am I gonna buy for Grandma? Grandma will love this. Uh, Captain Sonar. Captain Sonar. <laughs> ah, where are they? Ah. My pacemaker haven't seen this much action since the real war. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, you yeah. crazy, Grandma. Yeah, I haven't bought a single gift yet. I'm nope. always last Me neither. Gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get nervous. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, before we talk about events, uh, as we're in a Christmas sort of spirit, let's see if I can find some... Uh, some uh, Mail. Are you still there? I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dive, dive into our massive mailbox. Yeah, I I have one here. Um, first of all, Pokemon Whiskey 
it's a strange name, but he writes, uh, how do you decorate your home with a Warhammer uh, to get a Warhammer? No, wait. Uh, how do you use Warhammer to decorate your home for Christmas? Or alternatively, how do you get a Christmas feeling in your Warhammer army? Well, mm -hmm. hmm. you, you could uh, you could hang the Christmas tree with Blood Daniels, Salamanders, and White Scars. Damn, that would look that would look really good. Got some gold in there as well. Yeah. Some if you if you have a good friend who can put um, LED lights in your tanks and flyers, <laughs> it will look even better if you hang them in the tree or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, the, for the, I think the other Christmas feeling in your army, first of all, obviously snow basing. Um, if you don't already have snow bases, you should. Why? What are you doing? Um, <laughs> been yeah. doing it for a long time. <laughs> and uh, go for a legion, as you said. I think word bearers as well. The red yeah. are jolly, jolly good feeling. You could, uh, you could, uh... oh. You can get mm -hmm. the sled. You can get the space wolf sled, and then you'll get the uh, yes, the deer from the wood elf riders. Yeah, the rough riders. Oh man! No, 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 no the the oh, no, no. oh sorry, the deer. No, not rough riders. The glade riders. Yeah, wild yeah. riders, maybe. Yeah, I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah, man, someone must perfect. have done that conversion. It's too <laughs> too much Santa. It's too uh, perfect. Uh, yeah, the, this ties into what we talked about before. Truck drive. Truck drive. <laughs> Truck driver Jimpa uh, is writing. Are there any women interested in Warhammer? Ah. surprisingly few. Or surprisingly, well, yeah, few. <laughs> Unsurprisingly few. <laughs> I'm always, you know. Let's see. Let's bring out, bring out the white warfare, which always seems so nice and um, gender equal, and they have. Okay, they only have Melissa Holland on their team. It seems like they... From time again, I see women in the White Wharf, and I'm thinking, do they really want... Uh, do they want to be there? Are they actually interested? Or just doing it for the cash? Is this a trick to make people believe that? It's... I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. we don't have a good answer. We need to... Maybe we should dedicate an episode to this in the future. Just get yeah. a lot of girls on uh, and see what they say about it. I mean, uh, yeah, I I don't want to make any remarks because it seems like like whatever you're gonna say about this is gonna be uh, just <laughs> well, this is what I think, but you kind of have to talk to women to, in the hobby to actually know. But like mm -hmm. in 30k, in 40k, mm -hmm. I've seen some some girls, but mm -hmm. in 30k, I have not seen a single one. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think I, I've met a lot. Um, women who have been interested in the painting aspect of the hobby, at least. Uh, yeah. And but the gaming, I don't know. I don't know. Just uh... hmm. and, like when I played 40k, mm -hmm. there were there were some girls playing. I remember? Yeah. Maybe um, uh, Lord of the Rings. I mean, a lot of girls like the Lord of the Rings, and they like board games, obviously. So maybe that's a good start-up point. And you just, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll look into it. Um, Serious journalistic investigation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Supma 
all these strange uh, uh, usernames here. Uh, he wants to go even further. Uh, his impression is that it's more and more socially accepted as a hobby and not as um, stigmatized as for maybe 10 or 20 years ago. Can you see the community the community likes this development or is it uh, is it more, is it actually be a bit more niche and keep the normies away? Uh, uh, yeah, it's the kind of thing like with, with with things being cool that they're only cool until everyone does them. Yeah, like, do, you th- oh. <laughs> do you ever think Warhammer will get there though? <laughs> I don't know. Never know. You never know. That's true. Uh, Games Workshop would be happy. Uh, it's hmm. kind of isn't that like the whole thing with Age of Sigmar as well, like. They're trying to appeal to a like a an an audience of normies, yeah. Compared to just going for the nerds, yeah, possibly. But is that then? I mean, maybe that's why we have gaped sort of to thirty k. That we yeah. are no, we are the elitist. We actually <laughs> care more about the hobby than these guys, and so. Uh... Hmm. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to think that it's it's been divided like that. I don't want them to cut down on the great, uh, I mean, the great fluff and uh, the things that make makes this game great, just to include more people. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like they've been doing with Injustice and a bit with Forty K as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> Keep it clean. Get rid of the <laughs> the normies. <laughs> this yeah, like yeah. I, I don't have any interest for Age of Sigmar or Forty K, so I don't really yeah. care what they do about that. And if they include more people and increase the profit, good for mm. them. Yeah, I don't mean as for now they they're catering to different groups of people, which is great, right? I mean, some people might like Age of the Age of Sigmar way, and some people like Thirty K way, and if they can keep both systems running, then they can cater to more people, which is a good thing. Yeah. If I uh, wanted to do like 40k because of the setting, then you can always do it in, in other games. Uh, like Kill Team or role-playing games or computer mm-hmm. games or whatever. Yeah. That's true. I have a final question from Pokemon Whiskey. Are there collectible miniatures, uh, for example, that are ex- very unique or extra expensive? I guess old Sculpts and old models, right? Uh, Do they have any exclusive? Where are you getting these questions from? <laughs> I have my sources. I have my sources. <laughs> you don't know Pokemon Whiskey? He's all over the Warhammer community. These well, are actual, these are actual people, but uh, <laughs> they they are not. None of them are real Warhammer uh, people. But I, they were kind enough to ask some questions. So. Huh? Right. Uh, well, there are collectibles like the uh, what are you called like the, the Game Stay exclusive models. Yeah. And then you have those ones that they released through through their shops. The the, the ones you can only the, get only get at the Games Workshop store for a week, or yeah. or the ones you can only get at War, uh, Warhammer World. Yeah. Some. And uh, would you say that they have some? Uh, uh, what do you say? Extra. 
Like, when, when you see that at an event, people do kind of stop, right? And, and oh, shit, you got that one. That's really rare, yeah. I would say. Some of them are like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, there is, there is something like that going on. That's the last question I had. Uh, so, a good right. way. Um, do you want... Okay, <laughs> anything else Christmas-related that you want to talk about? Mm, just quickly run through your Christmas Christmas Eve. What you'll be doing? Ah, oh, what's, okay. what, what's your schedule? Okay. Uh, hmm. The yeah. So not just the eve of the day, but the entire day, which is called Christmas Eve, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll when, be at my when civilized people celebrate Christmas. Yeah, I'll be I'll be at my parents' place on Erland. It's usually. This year, I think we will try to keep it nice and calm uh, in the, you know, up until lunch. We will, uh, a new tradition we had is to try to have a spaghetti bolognese for lunch, <laughs> just to break up all the Christmas food. Just like a blasphemy. Just, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, as, I'm not as Christmas as you. Oh. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, uh, then at three o'clock, obviously Donald Duck. <laughs> Gotta watch Donald Duck. Although for the last two years, I've actually been like, okay, yeah, I know this by now. It's it isn't that that much fun anymore. I could watch the first two little bits and then I'll I'll be okay. Uh, maybe I'll go to church, not because I'm very religious, but because they usually have nice uh, choir singing Christmas songs. And uh, then in the evening. All the families coming together. It's going to be a lot of food. Then I'll go away to buy the newspaper. <clears throat> and then Santa will appear when I'm gone. <gasps> oh, my God. Who is oh, this no, Santa? Missed him. I miss him again. I'm good. And uh, Santa always has a theme. Uh, and it's getting more and more crazy. It's me and my sister. We've been doing it for more than 10 years now. <laughs> and, uh, we, you know, we started having, oh, Santa now. One year we had a very tall Santa, and then we have a very small Santa. And now it's been anything from Reggie Santa to Rock Santa to oh God. We had a, we made a move. It's just you know you got to top it every year. So it's oh God damn it! This year it's gonna be Santa's gonna bring his um, uh, his device that can read your mind, which I actually saw at a at a wedding. A very a fun thing. You basically record some uh, audio in in, in yeah before and then you go around like oh what are you thinking about and then play a goofy sound or something you know uh, you know damn uh, that was uh, there wasn't enough herring on this table hmm. they are cheap this family is cheap you know <laughs> and you create a bad mood in the entire family uh, <laughs> perfect yeah yeah how about you uh getting up in the morning it's the Eating some uh, sandwiches with Christmas ham. Oh, uh, for breakfast. Yeah. Waiting mm. around for lunch, the glorious lunch. Mm -hmm. uh, start with the Christmas food, like one something, one or two. Mm -hmm. uh, and just try and eat as much as humanly possible and drink <laughs> as much snaps as humanly possible. Yes. Uh, and after I have gotten into a self-induced coma then i will roll <laughs> over to the couch just wait for donald duck to start 
<laughs> and then you lay there and kind of watch and kind of ponder my existence in this new bloated state. Why? <laughs> and then after that's done, uh, we'll hand out the the presents. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't Santa hand out the present? Yeah, it depends. <laughs> uh, we usually have Santa, but last couple of years, we like no one, no one wants to dress up as Santa. Like everyone is above twenty twenty four. It's like fuck it. Now we'll hand out the presents, and then we'll sit around, and then we'll of course watch uh, Carl Bertil. Is surprised? Do you not watch that? I don't think I've ever watched the entire. Oh my god. You're a bad person, Morton. Yeah. It's this communist propaganda. <laughs> yeah, it's glorious. And I'm already yeah. a communist, so I don't understand. <laughs> and after that, nothing. Sit around. Uh, maybe eat some gröt. Oh. So, uh, wait, is the fa- like, do the family go home then after that, sort of? Or? No. Or they, no. All, they stay all He's the time. Dead. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so that's Christmas for all you, well, I was going to say pagans or heathens, but non-heathens maybe. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to eating Swedish Christmas food. Though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, what's your favorite thing on the Christmas buffet? What One of my new favorites is uh, bacon wrap dates. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So good for me. Sweet, it's sweet and salty, and me. Yeah, so yeah. You, that's a nice aperitif to serve any time of year. If you're having a, mm-hmm. if you're having friends over at a soiree, <laughs> and you want to play some games, maybe. And you, oh, would you like some dates? But Perfect for me, for it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for me, it's probably the I would say mustard herring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite herring. That sauce. It's that like sauce the, is good. The only herring that I eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, m- me too, more or less. <laughs> uh, well, that said, uh, I'm going to move us into events a bit. And you're going to get to talk about your event. But first, I got a, a good question from Oscar Weekdahl in Malmo who is a great guy who's been hosting the Avari games for a long time. Uh, and yeah. he's now, now leaning back. Veteran. Yeah, he can lean back, look at his great war, work, and just, ah, I made this. Um, but he will still be uh, engaged in making these um, Malmö Wargaming weekends, which I went to uh, this year, which was awesome. So they're already thinking of ideas for next year, which is cool. And he asked me... Uh, and I thought thought this is a good discussion topic. Uh, what what makes me go to one event or choose one event over another, for example? If there are because there's been a lot of events in Sweden, and how so? How to make a good event in a broad sense, right? I mean, he knows how to make good events, but uh, so my my idea was to okay, we gotta we gotta subdivide this into its components, and we gotta discuss the components, and then maybe we can find the answer here. Yeah. Uh, for the whole picture so uh just i have i have a lot of them here but first first out is um travel time how far 
is it to the event? How much time does it take to get to an event? How yeah. important? How important do you think this is? Uh, that's weighed in with other factors like where you're gonna stay and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But it's like, especially if it's a one day event, then it matters more. If yeah. You can just go there and same day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's like a two day event, then doesn't become as much of an issue because you're going to have to stay there anyway. Ah, uh, yeah. Then it can take longer to go there. Yeah. You'll stay there. Yeah. I mean, it is. if it's not in the same country, then it could potentially be a, a bit of a problem. Uh, if it is in the same country, but it takes a day to get there, then it's a big uh, like, a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, to choose a location... I mean, a location... That's easy to get to. If it's if you can get there by train or bar via the highway easily, I think that's a good a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not the biggest issue. I mean, you, you everyone, all gamers probably have a, a circle around them, like a radius, where they think that well, games within this, I'll consider. I'll, if they are without this circle, I, I, you know, I won't even look at these events, sort of. Yeah, definitely. Um, then uh, cost, and you talked a bit about this. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, so, like, first you have to use the event cost. Like, okay, you got to buy an, a ticket for this event. Yeah. How much is that going to be? But then mm-hmm. it's kind of included with the like distance thing. Like, it's probably going to cost more to go somewhere that's further away, right? Yeah. And also, if you have to fly there, ooh, then it's then it's got to yeah. be a pretty good event to get you to go there. And also, you're staying there. Is that going to cost more? Yeah. So I think cost is like one of the biggest factors to if you're going to an event or not. Yeah, yeah, in a way. Uh, but then, I think, yeah, as you said, maybe travel expenses are, I mean, so much higher than the actual event cost. Yeah. That that's probably the biggest issue in that case. But um, yeah. For the event itself, you you said that the events are generally uh, they cost more in England. Yeah, I would say so. Like most most tickets that I've looked at, they're like thirty pounds plus. It's yeah. like three hundred fifty crowns, mm-hmm. and I can't really think of any in Sweden that are that much. I, like the one you went to, where you got like a book with it. That was that much. And the then one- they were staying at a hotel as well. Right? Uh, sorry, so, repeat. I, I missed. They had it at a hotel, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that of course increases if the venue costs. Then the, and then sometimes they have events cost more, but then they you get a lot of uh, uh, swag, which yeah. I really appreciate. I I don't mind paying a bit more or having uh, you know cooler prices for uh, yeah for the prices for the <laughs> yeah. awards yeah. the awards uh yeah but yes. um mm-hmm. so it depends like yeah of course what you get for it but i like i would say in general that the events are cheaper in sweden yeah and uh, there's uh, that's something i don't really understand because there's been a lot of uh, complaints about oh why is the cost so high for this event can't you lower it so more people can come but i i don't know if that is is that really Maybe some. I mean, I, yeah, I can understand um, if you don't have a job or if you're perhaps studying still. I mean, it is, 
it, it can be quite a lot to spend on this. But if you're in the hobby, you probably spend that money anyway uh, on the hobby. But so I, I just think that um, compared to travel expenses, the cost of the event is usually not that big of a deal. So I don't know. Um, but yeah. all that okay. So so if it if it is expensive to go to a place, and it could be expensive to, to stay there, that's a trade off for having it as a one or two day events, right? Yeah. Do you which one do you? Prefer? Uh, I mean, I think I like two day events more, but yeah. I wouldn't go to them as often because I mean you have to give up an entire weekend. Yeah. So, but if it is a two-day event, you could maybe go further than for a one-day event. Yeah, definitely. It's worth traveling a bit further. Yeah. There's a lot of trade-offs there. It's difficult to find the perfect, the perfect event. Uh, I mean, it's it, yeah. different events for different... I, I would say like, uh, like uh, one, maybe two two-day events. I, mm-hmm. But then I could go to like four other one day events. Yeah. And then if they're at the club close to you, that's perfect, right? Then it's something you can definitely consider. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's the thing then. If you want to attract a lot of people, um, you need to have it, could be several days, but you need to have it, you know, once a year or something. Uh, so you really build up to something. Uh, yeah. This event do you went to, was that a one or two day event? Uh, in Malmo, it was a two day event, right? Yeah. Or did we just... Yeah, it, no, yeah, it was definitely a two day event. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have like the small, they had the smaller varias, which were one day, right? Yeah. And that probably attracted mostly people from the area. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. And this is like also the thing that Malmo they have like a good gaming group by themselves. Yeah. It's kind of far away for other people to go there as well. Yeah, it's true. But if they want to attract more people, I think as having the, the Warhammer um the Malmo War Gaming uh weekend is a great great scene for that. Because you have a you could have a once a year this happens, it's a huge event. Let's try to get people there from all over the place. Yeah. It's the same as with Scandus and uh the guys in uh, Alvesta have been doing some events like that also. I think they could, that yeah. could work. I think also like, the thing about Malmö Wargaming Weekend is that it's in autumn and like all the, there's a lot of other things going on during the autumn. Yeah, that is a problem. I think a lot of people, because it's like a, a two-day event and there are other two-day events or just one-day event like BSK. Mm. And then people have to uh, consult with their respective others. It's like, oh yeah, can I go to this event this weekend? Yeah, it's hard to go to more than one sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're going to go to this thing this one week and then to this other thing another week? Like, <laughs> it's not really going to work. So I think in that case, people will just pick the closer one. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, yeah, that was also a point I had in my component. Date. Which date? Uh, I mean, we can only, or I can speak for Sweden. And as you said, we have three really big events in the autumn. 
Yeah. If I'm missing an event, then I'm sorry, there might be more. But I'm thinking Scandus, BSK, and uh, the Malmö Wargaming weekend um, that are all kind of competing with each other because they're close together. And and we talked about this, that uh, autumn and spring is probably when most hobby is done, right? Or Yeah. At least summer, summer seems to be a hard time to have an event. Yeah, because everyone, good... everyone is gone for vacation. Yeah, and vacation doesn't help, right? You would think, oh, but if people are free, they have more time for events. But no, they have other plans when they're free. Yeah. Uh, better to have a break. But then, so spring, is, spring perhaps could be easier because there is uh, GothCon in April. Yeah. Uh, but, and there's been LinkCon in May. I guess. Yeah, I think uh, uh, like March is a very March, yeah. over, overlooked gaming season. Yeah, February, March, sometime there to have a big event that could really attract people. Yeah, because like all the events that I've seen are like, or like all the events in Sweden. It's like, yeah, yeah, GothCon is like the big, the first big thing going on, and that's Easter. So that's April, right? Or like last week in March or something. Something like that. <laughs> But like I place my events in like early March. Yeah, and I think that was a good idea actually. And people, maybe you're in that kind of mood, and you're kind of it's it's boring weather weather up here, and you've been sitting inside doing a lot of hobbies. So you, I think yeah, you, you like had all winter, and now you need something to to start the hobby year. Yeah, so I think like a one day event in March, perfect. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is I'm gonna be, which is what I'm gonna be hosting here as well. Or actually, oh, it's end of February. Smart. Oh, you're smart. You're smart selling a. <laughs> but I, I mean, uh, the and um, GothCon has one problem, and that is that it is over Easter when people. Uh, it's sort of like a mini vacation. You, you're uh, the only one who go away more. Am I the everyone else? Everyone else goes to play at GothCon, and then you I, go. I go to, to my your island. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if you ever go to Ireland, you'll know. You'll know why. <laughs> you'll know why you you want to go to that island. You know, you will you will know the true meaning of flat. Yeah, <laughs> what? There's nothing wrong with a flat island. Easy to bike around. <laughs> oh but, man, if you've seen the hill, the hill. There is one hill. Damn, it's tough to bike. Um, uh, I have some some other uh, uh, rumor slash meta. If um. If you know that could affect if people want to go to a place, if I hear, ah, like, oh, you know, should I go to Copenhagen and play with those guys? Oh, I heard the Danish meta is so fucking harsh. And you know, Sebastian just plays with this crazy world eater army, and then you have Eric Valer, you know, and then Saren, he brings his white scars, and all the new guys who come there, they just come away crying, like, ah, oh, they destroyed my army in every game. <laughs> that could scare away players, right? Uh, yeah. Even even if it's not true, but yeah, there are for some reason there are a lot of rumors going around about different parts, and it's like, oh, this place is so harsh, and this place is so harsh, and uh, you know, yeah. have you ever heard? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, there are rumors, and some of them are justified. Mm. Uh, there are some harsh armies in both like Malmo and Copenhagen, yeah. and like. Yeah, there are awesome armies as well, but there are some players to play really harsh armies. Yeah. So you kind of got to be prepared for that. Uh, Because I went to Copenhagen and I went with my armored breakthrough. 
mm. and I had a great time because I played like just other harsh armies with my harsh army. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's but, true. That's true. But uh, Manfred came like straight out of Gothenburg, mm. just like like nice and well-rounded army, and yeah. he got totally crashed. <laughs> it's like, well, this <laughs> fucking sucks. Like I can't do anything, <laughs> and I'm just getting crushed. Oh. So, I mean, the rumors are true sometimes. So it's more like you have to plan for it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean like it's going to suck. You've got to be prepared for it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But then, like, if you are a new player, then maybe, yeah, look it up first where you're going. Yeah. But as an organizer, how would you do then to, if you feel like, oh, shit, no one wants to come here because they think it's going to be. You have to prove them otherwise. It can, uh, can be hard. Yeah, I know that like uh, Oscar tried to uh, to mitigate that a bit uh, with mm-hmm. different restrictions. They tried like Highlander mm-hmm. for the even though that was like a tournament. Mm-hmm. And they, I know that they had like uh, some uh, that he had like he's gone through some lists and like yeah yeah this is actually a bit too harsh change mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just announced that you're gonna do that, and I think that will get more people who want to have like just chill mm-hmm. out games. That's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't know if I noticed that big of a difference. I've been around to Sweden, I, I lose everywhere, so <laughs> no, I can't say that one place is much harsher than another. There are there are players that are good players, and some players that are now I wouldn't say harsh, but they some players are just good, better players. I don't know. Yeah, well, like, what are you gonna do as an to tell like people? Yeah, you're you, you play too harsh. Like, yeah, maybe you can say mm-hmm. it to them, like, take it easy on the new guys or stuff like that. Yeah, you could tone toning down lists. I don't know. It is hard. It is very hard. Um, uh, maybe an easier point is the point that I want to call points. How many points an event is? You think this? Uh, this affects if people want to go to an event. If it's like, oh shit, that's three thousand points. I don't have that painted for this order that I want to play. So, yeah, definitely. Like different event caters to different people or different play styles. Yeah. Uh, some people and, oh, like just centurion. A... Some people don't. Yeah. Oh some... shit! This is a centurion. Just a thousand points. Mm. No, I don't like that. I want to play my tanks or. Yeah. You yeah, can try to have different types of different points and different play types at the same event, right? Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely like a, a thing uh, to get some people to come to events. Yeah. Uh, but I think we've been very lucky in Sweden that we've had all kinds of events. Yeah. And you can uh, choose. Yeah, and Friday has been really good with their events like this year because mm-hmm. they have like one of each. Mm-hmm. Uh, spread over like four events over the year so like whatever you whatever fits your fancy you just yeah. go to any event yeah it's true 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 uh, um, like personally yeah. I really like uh, the events on the west coast uh, by by our our guys <laughs> you're not saying that because they're sponsoring us <laughs> Or well, are we sponsoring them? I don't know how it works. <laughs> uh, but I like that. And the first thing we we're gonna do, I'm glad that they didn't for BSK because yeah. I always enjoy that they're like they have a pretty standard format. Yeah. Uh, but it's like 
just come and play Heresy. Heresy is like awesome. Just the way it is. Like all, yeah, all those true. other things are like uh, awesome with something else. Because like, yes. yeah, uh, meatballs are good as they are. Yeah, that's true. I no, it feels like some people are trying to maybe overcomplicate it just to oh, but it needs to be super cool, and we need this and this and this and this on top of this and this. Whereas you know, I'm just happy to play a game with uh, the normal rules. I don't do that enough. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a good good point. Um, I have some of the more important things left here, but uh, prices. Uh, yeah. Do you think that's probably not of the none of the high? I mean, I I don't I don't think I've ever been hey. like I'm not gonna go to this event because they don't have any prices. You, you mean awards, then, right? Uh, awards, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> awards are nice. Swag is also nice. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not a deal breaker. It's a small no. thing. No, no, of course. That also yeah. depends on the price. Like if they have a high, if the cost is high, then you're gonna mm-hmm. expect something, right? Mm, yeah yeah that's true you want want to have some cool swag then yeah. yeah and i like that about swag but then because awards are uh nice to have uh but only a few people will get them and yeah. if you have swag can be a small thing that will still make everyone happy when they go home because they feel like oh, i got something to bring yeah. home from this event uh, but not not something that people will go. Oh, I won't go to this event. Maybe will make people like your event that much that they will become a regular uh, visitor. That could be an effect. Yeah, that's also the thing. Like if you're if you're planning on hosting several events, you're gonna yeah wanna make a good impression. Yeah. Uh, the, the things that are left that I think are the most important for, to me is, is probably like the theme. And the fluff of the event, yeah, uh, are so, at least some of the most important ones. Um, and I mean, yeah, if you can find a really cool theme, you know, as when Manfred wanted to have his Istvan event, which was just a small thing, but I mean, a lot of people were hyped about that idea. I think, yeah, the idea in itself of having that specific event like that made yeah, people. There, that that's the first like. Uh... Like historical event that I've been to as well. Yeah, yeah, and we're playing in a historical setting, so that's yeah. and it was so says good. Something like I really like that event. Yeah, because also like all the lists that were allowed were pretty toned down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I don't know. I feel as if um, you have those iconic historical battles right like this one things that got us into the hobby because we like that fluff we read about it we know these battles we want to play yeah. an event but uh, most events are about uh, other fluff that's happening developing your own story and uh, so forth which is great but i think it's a lot harder to get people captivated by yeah. that kind of story um, yeah random I've, system x yeah <laughs> And now we're fighting here, everyone. And w- what is the reason? Why are, we, why are we fighting here? And it's like really important and stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was like talking in the last episode about, like the terror campaign. I'm really excited that, like, mm. to see more events 
focused on like pre-written fluff. Yeah. Because like you're gonna fight for Luna. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. Just imagine fighting for the moon. Yeah. Fighting for. Excuse me. Awesome. Everyone has a relation to, whereas System X. You're like, yeah. oh, well, I don't really, I don't really care if System X wins, uh, like lives or is destroyed. You know, yeah. I don't care which side gets this, and that's really hard to get. And I, I I'm, you know, I, I don't want people to feel like I'm criticizing. This is, this goes out to everyone. It's not, uh, and I'm not saying that I could do it better. I've never even tried, but I think this is a big, yeah, big, uh, not not issue, but the biggest uh, difficulty. And the biggest challenge to people making events, how to get people engaged in the story. Um, you might not have to write, you know, a book of fluff before to get people, because most people won't even read it. Maybe you need a few key things that make people think, oh, wow, this is yeah. really cool, actually. I think, like, the, the setting is more important than the story when you're making an event yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, you had great <clears throat> things to say about that, the jungles of Agar. Like our- yeah, yeah, and that yeah, that was, was great. The simple oh, it, it is in a, a jungle, and every every table is a jungle. I'm like, oh well, damn. Yeah, that's cool. that like that drives the narrative in itself without yeah. having like a super complicated background. And they, yeah. I mean, they did have background, but it's like I can't really remember the background, but I can remember that it, we were fighting on like a a death world and yeah. f- full of jungle, and that was awesome. Yeah, so maybe things like that. And that's not easy. It's not, oh, shit, I have to build 20 tables made out of, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you could just, um, I mean, if you're fighting on a planet, uh, you would have all kinds of environments anyway. Uh, you could have something else connecting the tables. I don't know. So, should I talk about a bit about the event that I'm planning? Yes. Now that you have all this pressure and everyone's <laughs> going to judge your event. Too much power. Yeah. Uh, Cost too I'm much. T- Taking all the boxes here. So, oh, you are? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, when? Uh, end of February. It's terrible. I have a newborn <laughs> child. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, no, wait, you talk, no that, was a good, that was a good time. Okay. End of February, and it's going to be at the uh, Dark Sphere Mega Store. Yeah. And Shepherd's Bush in London. So, uh, London, central, easy mm-hmm. to get to. Uh, Shepherd's Bush is on the central line, the, the tube. Easy oh. to get there as well from wherever you're going. Going by train into the city, you can take the tube out there. It's right mm-hmm. next to the station. Mm. Uh, store is mm. awesome. It's really big. And yeah, we just went to the store like, oh yeah, can we host an event? Yes, yes, you can. So they wrote us up uh, and we told them, that, yeah, we're going to have like a city fight event. So we're going to want lots of uh, like 40k ruins. Yeah, yeah. perfect. And they have a lot uh, of those. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the event's going to be like City Fight Centurion. Hmm. Yes. And we're going to do like a bit of a kind of ladder campaign thing. Okay. Uh, for this one day event. Uh, and. Uh, Explain. What do you mean, ladder? So, like, depending on what battles, other things will happen. Like the, okay. the total outcome of the games will affect how the next battle plays yeah. out. That's nice. So, so you kind of keep it easy to plan in advance. Yeah, there will there will be an actual A or B or C. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
so you're keeping it kind of simple, but still having like a, like a narrative progression that something yeah. happens. Yeah. To have people feel like, oh, this really influenced what happened next. Shit. Maybe I should have rolled that six. <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then uh, the event will be 15 pounds. So that's relatively low, like really low in England, I would say. 15 pounds to, to get there. Uh, yeah. To, to no, to, to play. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're thinking like, oh, should, what should we use this, this money for? So when we went there and asked them uh, how much it would cost to like, rent it, and they said it would be three pounds per person playing. So oh. that's like nothing. Yeah. Uh, so awesome. like usually in Sweden, like when I've had events before, I, I don't want to charge or anything. Like the, the only times I charge because my game club we held it at yeah because uh, you have to have to be a member to play there so it's like okay, yeah you become a member and then you get to play there perfect i think that, that's been the case for a lot of uh, events in sweden but yeah you have to pay but it's essentially the membership fee yeah um and because uh, i i don't want to get money because <laughs> like first of all you get pressure <laughs> to, to actually do stuff yeah that's true uh but now we are gonna like we're gonna have some swag I think we're gonna do some stickers for everyone, like event stickers. Yeah. Uh, and then we're gonna have prices for various things. Uh-huh. Uh, so first of the thing, maybe we should just have it ten pounds. Hmm. Uh, but then we increased to fifteen to get some better prices because it was like first it was like, oh yeah, we're gonna get this for the the best sport, or whatever, and then yeah, we wanna yeah. get that for the best painting. And like, yeah. oh shit, we can't really fit all of these things you want to have that thing as well so we increase it by five pounds huh. which is like not a loss per person but it will greatly improve the prices the, cool. the awards yeah it's a good idea uh so yeah that's pretty much it uh, we're gonna use the like the what's it called the more novel event stuff mm-hmm. uh, that that australian guy has made do you know it is that Mm, uh, does it include um, NPCs and stuff like that, or is it? No, it's like different rights of war. The, the ah, the destroyer right of war and the breacher oh, right cool. of war stuff. Oh, nice. Okay, so let people try different crazy things. Yeah, and how many points did you say it was going to be? Mm-hmm. Fifteen hundred, I think. Yeah, yeah. If it's Centurion, that's a good. Yeah, I'm fairly sure it's 1500. Can't really remember right now. Yeah. Something around okay, that. So th- uh, hmm? uh, but then, like, we, we saw when we post this event that there's another guy who's also going to host a 30k event at this place, uh-huh. uh, like a couple of weeks later. Oh, cool. So that was awesome. I think they're, oh. they're, this guy's hosting like a regular 2500 or something like that. Oh, but that's good. Uh, yeah. But I saw that his ticket price was 35 pounds. <gasps> Oh, shit. Yeah, so, so that's like kind of why I started thinking about prices and why we're talking about it today. Yeah. Because uh, like I'm not very sure if I'm going to go to that event since it's 35 pounds because it's like pretty much right around, around the corner for me. Yeah. So I could go there and play pretty much any time. Uh, and I don't really know what I would get for 35 pounds. No, that's that is true. Uh, maybe he'll have awesome prices. Maybe everyone 
where Tense gets one of those um, uh, siege titans. <laughs> uh, I do know that he's going to have like custom dog tags. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's nice, but yeah, still not sure. Should, uh, in the, you should need um, like find some more info on that event and we can spread the word also. Yeah, yeah, but it's great. Like, uh, I don't personally, I'm not sure if I'm going, but I would love other people to go. Yeah, uh, just like the more heresy, the better. So yeah, it's, it's true. You can't you can't take it personally because you can't yeah. see him as a competitor. Ah, like, oh, yeah. this event's no, gonna no, be I... shit. Go to Nicholas and do event. No, I'm really glad that they're like events in general. It's just awesome. The more heresy, yeah. the better. I want to see some awesome yeah. picks. Oh, that's uh, true. That's true. I mean, you can still go to the store, right? Or is it completely booked? I'll <laughs> yeah. set up my own 30k kill right next to their event. I mean, you can just go there and look at people's armies at least, even if you yeah. don't. Yeah, that's true. Get some inspiration. Yeah, um, it's going to be nice then, hosting events. I think, yeah, I think um, you tick a lot of boxes there, but how, okay, and, and it's city fight, so that's going to drive the story in a way. Uh, but have you worked on some fluff? How are you going to get people really engaged? Why? What are they fighting for? The city. Does so it have... the name of the event is the yeah. Fall of Sector W12. Ooh. Uh, Sounds because... like Planet X to me. <laughs> so W12 is the postcode of Shepherd's Bush. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's good. Uh, it's like... Uh... Meta. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes it easy to remember. Yeah, not super complicated stories. Classic, like, uh, loyalists are holding out here, traders are on their way to Terra. Okay. Let's play Heresy. It's like yeah. a cl- classic, classic mid-war storyline, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Definitely. Age of Darkness is what's going Definitely. on. Yeah, but um, uh, maybe maybe it's an orphan world. It's it's uh, it's like a hive world, but it's got just orphanages. Uh, all the orphans, <laughs> all of the galaxy goes there and says, "Oh, Ma- where did mommy go?" Oh well, sorry, Charlie, M- your mommy <laughs> lived on Istvan three, and then shit happened. Oh, when can I go home? <laughs> uh, not yet. <laughs> Yeah. And then the, oh, that would be perfect, right? Because um, they are, you need kids to, as initiatives, uh, initiate, I mean, to get new space marines. You have to start with kids, right? Yeah, so imagine true. a world full of kids. That would be the perfect breeding stock. And they're all, you know, they've all been through traumatic shit, so they're kind of tough. Uh, and they're probably going to survive the, the induction program better. So, you know, yeah. the world leaders are going there or something. Crazy traders is going there to harvest... Harvest the babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, Only in 30k. You have kids as objective markers. <laughs> Capture the kids as many as possible. <laughs> and then for loyalists, it's like, well, better that the kids die than fall into the enemy's hand. <laughs> and what, they gun them down? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They get, they get points for that. Such a grim, dark experience. <laughs> No one came back to Nicholas' second event. Hmm. <laughs> no, but it's good. It's good. And we're going to hear more about it as it goes close, uh, as we get close to it. But um, something nice for people to think about over Christmas. 
Um, and uh, we are going to go to a musical break. And then hopefully Sebastian will be here and talk about his event yeah. in Copenhagen. Uh, not sure if we will play some Christmas music or not. But uh, Nicholas, what is your favorite Christmas song? Oh, can we play uh, Sexy Santa by... Oh, what are you called? Uh, there's a glam metal band. Oh, okay. I might have heard it, Steel but I can't. Panther, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. But is that your favorite Christmas song? Oh, uh, it is right we can, now. We can play it. We can play it. Do it. <laughs> uh. For me, I would say Helga Natt is a, a big favorite. Nerd. What? What? Uh, it's, so, it's so good. It's so good. And it's because it's sort of dark. It's not just this happy song. It's got this heavy, I don't know what is it called. It's probably in English as well. Oh, Hallowed Night. I don't know. But, you know, it, it's, uh, it's not just fun and games. It's uh, the Lord of, well, you know, yeah. Baby Christ is born, and new world religion <laughs> is dawning, and all the things that's going to mean for the planet. And you know, it's not just all fun and games. It's a heavy. People fall on your knees, basically. That kind of, not just a nice. Mm-hmm. It's a good song, good right. song. But maybe we'll listen to Steel Panther and get people more in the mood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, stick around for the good stuff. <laughs> Screaming 
We're back, and joining us in the studio, just as planned, is Sebastian. Good day, Raoul. Oh my god, I have no idea what he just said. Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> gonna say, like, we're being visited from across the bridge, but now, like, I'm, I'm not even in Sweden, so I don't know how this works. For me, it's across, across the bridge. <laughs> Are you in Copenhagen, by the way, or where do you live in Denmark? I, I live in Copenhagen, so the, yeah, here. does anyone live outside of Copenhagen in Denmark? Uh, only like, the inbreds. It's like yeah, it's like Rome. It's like a city state. Yeah, pre- pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, the inbreds make a rebellion, like come to the walls of the city. Oh, yeah, but then we just apples, and then they fight them off. Like <laughs> you know, we we tend to blow the bridges before they arrive. Oh, that's good. <laughs> they can't swim, so it's uh, yeah win-win. <laughs> Um, so uh, we have you on because you're going to talk about your uh, cool event coming up. But first, I don't. You haven't been on this podcast before, right? No, you never invited me. <laughs> well, you're, you're, our, you're our only listener, so it would be weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. About no, but it, it just feels like you've been on. I just, I was, I had to think like, wait, hasn't he been on? Yeah, well, we, we mentioned you so many times when you sent pictures and stuff. Always. Hobby, hobby uh, uh, maniac. And the outgate enthusiast. Uh, but tell us about yourself. Like, uh, I know you start, did you start with Thousand Star? Yeah, yeah. Um, a friend of mine got me into the hobby by giving me 20 tacticals and painting a champion for me in oh. the Sun's color scheme. And yeah, that's two years ago now. Okay. And I have about. Mm, 10,000 points world, worth of 1,000 suns, uh, <laughs> about 7,000 income for the world leaders. <laughs> nice. Oh my God. When did we meet you first time? This is Scandus, right? Last year. Yeah, yeah Scandus last year, yeah. Oh, yeah. So wait, who was the friend? Do we know him? Uh, Soon. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Soon. White Scars guy. Yeah, Morten's Mort- yeah. favorite man. Yeah, exactly. My nemesis. We shall we meet in the, the webway. You got, the, uh, you got the box calm from, uh, from me for Sune. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, we met Sune. Sune has an amazing West Coast army. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think my ass. one best army three times in Denmark now. And, mm. and we don't have that many events, so that's quite impressive. Mm. But that's before you uh, finished your world leaders army, isn't it? Actually, no. Uh, ah. I brought my world leaders with everything but the pistols on, actually. Uh, well, that's it. Uh, that's the, yeah, that, that, that's the win best out. army without both pistols. Yeah, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so, what uh, um, if you have 10,000 points? I guess you have all, all kinds of thousand subs then. 
Yeah, it, it's kind of a, I wouldn't say a generic army, but a wider range of things. So I can play a bit of this and build that. Um, yeah, you have a lot of tanks, right? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do an armored breakthrough uh, army, and I didn't want to start a Iron Hands army just because of that. So yeah. I went with the Thousand Suns as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. How, how did that happen? Because uh, Eric also has an army break to Thousand Suns army. There um, are two... Thousand armor breakthrough in Copenhagen, which is crazy. <laughs> so did did you both like sit at a cafe and like, hey, I'm doing a thousand suns armor breakthrough, and then the other guy was like, no way, me too, or Al- did you... almost. Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote at the like a Danish uh, heresy group on Facebook or something. If anybody wanted a game in the Faros store, um, yeah, and the... most amazing hobby store in uh, the Nordics, <laughs> yeah. Might even say the EU. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, Eric and uh, two other guys replied that they were up for 2v2. And <laughs> I think we had 2,000 points each or something. Um, two and a half, maybe. Um, and then we kind of realized that Eric already started his armor <laughs> breakthrough and I just ordered mine. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's so like showing up to the to the party wearing the same dress. Yeah, pretty much. I had to go <laughs> home and change afterwards. Oh, because I, I can't be wearing the same shit. Um, <laughs> so that's Eric Valer, but uh, he's a bit of a what, what was the expression? Töse gutte, töse, töse dreng, töse dreng. Shots fired. Coming. <laughs> Uh, um, so I met him there and I've yeah I've been focusing on the world leaders since July now yeah and it's amazing like how how much you produced in that short of a time and it looks good as well so yes yes um like I think it's it's a completely different painting project but also army wise like the the tactics you're gonna go with is just gonna be in the completely opposite end yeah and you have a lot of Close combat, scary guys, right? I only have close combat and scary. <laughs> oh, I love playing World Leader so much. It's so good. <laughs> you never have a boring game. Yeah, that's... that's also one of the reasons I started them is because they seem fun to play with and against. So compared to playing a thousand suns for over a year and hearing, oh, you brought Sigers <laughs> over a hundred times, is that yeah. like, yeah, but I brought like four levels and. You won't want to stop until I don't bring any. Yeah, yeah, you see, that's what me and Morton say. We always bring in the the worst shit, and then you have the more superiority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Thousand Suns get a lot of shit, and I don't always think they deserve it. Uh, it it's kind of random if it goes good or bad with the psychic powers, so it's up yeah. to chance. Yeah, but I experienced this well bringing that, that one squad of fire drakes. <laughs> get a lot of flat oh. good units oh. yeah I, I feel you for that when I bring Angron <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> how many how many segment do you have though uh, 20 uh, altogether 10 Kerefracti and 10 homemade Tartarus with the Phoenix power spears for four staffs and uh, fists in the other hand mainly cool are they in, are the bodies also like Phoenix Terminators or no? They're they're the regular Tartarus from uh, Forge World. Okay, nice. 
Cool. I think they would actually fit pretty well with Thousand Suns, though. D yeah. Don't doesn't the helmet of the Phoenix Terminator look kind of Thousand Sun ish? Mm -hmm. or, Maybe a yeah, little so. bit. I think like it it could be used for without doubt. But after they actually came out, I'm yeah, I think oh, yeah. They... use it as another kind of a egg pattern. Uh, the one I've been using on my tacticals. Yeah, yeah, I think mm -hmm. it looks sort of. I think you're right about that. But that's yeah, that's cool. And you were telling us that you at the moment have like thirty six jump marines on your workbench. Thirty six assault marines in front of me right now. Nice. Carries and the vigilator for them. Oh yeah, that's it. This is what Kevin used to run for his world leaders. I love that. That kind of. I think he had. He had. He breaks you. He had forty five assault marines. I think. Yeah. And yeah, that's also what I bought, but I haven't gotten to all of them yet. Oh, they're not assembled. No, and I think I had like two Vindicators and some Lancefeeders. And those army was epic. It was so cool. <laughs> but why, why the Vigilator, though? Because um, they get Scout. They get scout no, no, not, not only Scout. <laughs> I just checked up on it last night when I hung out with Suna. And um, it gives you Infiltrate, Scout, and move through cover if you give him a Scout armor. Ooh. <laughs> and you get the camera line for the unit as well, I think. So you also get plus one to cover. Oh my god. Wait, for the so, entire unit? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure with the camera line, but the other three are without a doubt for sure. Yeah. What, what, what do you I, think about breaching shields now, Morton? <laughs> this, this is <laughs> bullshit. Majority, majority of units have to have them. This Wait, is the idea for the Adepticon list, so this is the nasty. Okay. Uh, then you can be, that's okay. Maybe he has like a giant uh, cloak and he, he's jumping in front of the guys <laughs> and, and this cloak is like <laughs> obscuring everyone. <laughs> Maybe just does blood spray and just covers out the sun. <laughs> but I love the idea of like uh, of them infiltrating and, and scouting forward. So you have this crazy assault dudes that are hiding and when the enemy comes closer, they just spring the trap. <laughs> like uh, the idea for the Adepticon list is, and and the main idea is that these assault marines are kind of scouting the terrain for hidden uh -huh. enemies, such as the Raven God uh -huh. after the Istvan massacre, or uh, uh -huh, yeah. marines on Amatura where the bases are made for. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. And then when they find the enemy, they of course call in a, the reinforcements, which are Angron and some other Dreadclaws and uh, <laughs> some some other drop-ins. Casual Primark do drop. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have an armatura battle sometime in the future. Fuck yeah. I will swap your ultramarines. I will make a shield wall and you'll try to break it. And I'll <laughs> drop right behind them with my oh, shit. <laughs> no, Probably. We've been foiled. <laughs> okay, so um, we we had you on because we want to talk about your event that you're yeah. planning. But yeah, the, the callous sector, yeah. But before Callous. that, should we do like a Christmas Christmas talk before that, and then we'll have this as a lead up. Will be good. Oh yeah, yeah okay. Almost Christmas, and like uh, this is the last episode we do this year. So the Ooh. last episodes we've done before have always it's been the New Year's episode. Yeah, that, that it is. Because mm -hmm. uh, after that we're gonna be busy eating and drinking. I yes. feel honored now. Feasting. <laughs> Uh, so I actually listened through our two previous end of the year episodes. We've been going on for so long now. Man. Oh my god! Oh my god! Is this the third Christmas? Yeah. Mm. So we started 2016 uh, in the fall. 
how how <laughs> bad how bad was it listening to those old episodes? Well, uh, cr- cringy. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's always weird to yourself talk about stuff. Uh, but there are uh, so. In 2016, it was our episode number six. Oh, shit, yeah. And in 2017, I can't remember. Green as grass. Yeah. Uh, They were were fun uh, to listen to. What we were expecting from New Year's. 2016 Uh was pretty funny because it's like, uh, uh, oh, yeah, here we started. Because that was the year we went to Lincoln and like everything started up. Yeah. Yeah. and then we were like, oh, what's going to happen next year? Oh, Inferno's dropping soon. It's going to be so awesome. How are they going to deal with the magic phase? Are you going to totally revamp it? Or how is this team going to be? And you were like, oh, yeah, I think Custos are awesome. Like, it might start some Custos <laughs> in next year. Oh, God. What? What? What was I thinking? Take that back, mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, then the rules dropped. And it was like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to travel in time and kill. so yeah it was a lot of fun uh and then 2017 we were like oh yeah this year's been awesome we've been so many events uh and i had just uh uh finished my my three super heavies oh yeah in 2016 i had just been to avaria as well first avaria went to oh it's awesome that great battle it seems like the 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 last battle at, at avaria it's always like epic the big End of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that year I played against Alpha Legion. And I still live on that memory of outmaneuvering the Alpha Legion. So <gasps> Slap. Uh, a slow Iron Hands? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? It was so good. I put my, my Land Raiders in a corner, defending them, getting that sweet reroller and resource. And then I outflanked, that, outflanked all my tanks. It's crushed him. All oh, I'm here is bunkering down. <laughs> at first hammer and anvil bro damn uh, then uh, 2017 I had also been to Avari then I was driving through Sweden uh, when we were recording that and so wait was, you were, oh, you so were so driving home yeah to my, oh. to my family and we were recording and I had oh, like oh yeah I remember that yeah an internet like 95% of the time yeah <laughs> sweet 4G net excellent quality yeah. I actually remember listening to that one. <laughs> <laughs> what are these idiots doing? <laughs> no, I, I love the idea. I just thought, why don't you just record it on like the, the voice recorder on your phone and then just upload that instead? <laughs> are you a mechanic of time, time, time all the conversations. Like, we have to script it. And I have to sit in my car and read it. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I, I do that sometimes anyway. Sometimes uh, when it doesn't have time, I have this audio, like a soundboard of just clips of Nicholas and I just make up a topic. Oh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, Thousand Sons today. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you like them, Nicholas? Yes. I like the Thousand Sons. <laughs> like a, like a Google fish, Translate. Yeah. No one even knows. <laughs> yeah, I remember talking that episode as well. Uh, like, oh yeah, I'm going in in Denmark to, in January to play this real time event. Oh, it's a real time event. Yeah, that was, was a. That was that <laughs> was a lot of fun. Uh, and that was like uh, you became my nemesis of this, Sebastian, because <laughs> we were like fighting over this scrap of sand for so long, and it's like 
the, the, there's like this these special rules that tanks just got stuck in there, and both <laughs> of us had like a lot of tanks that so got stuck immediately. <laughs> but yours awesome. was in range, mine wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gosh. then I tried to sneak up on your Arcus with my veterans. I remember. Oh yeah, uh, and, and I got, got out, bits. yeah, melted it, and shot plasmas. And like, oh, I got you now. And then it still had one whole point left. Oh. You were shaken, and then you just turned around, you snap fired, and killed everything. <laughs> That's what Shit. my Arcus mainly does. Get yeah. shaken, then I start hitting. <laughs> Powerful <laughs> fucking vehicle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and that was the, the, the campaign that I tank rushed uh, your, uh, your HQ or your, your base. All your base are belong to us. Yeah. Fucking uh, sneaked it. <laughs> So good. Yeah, that, that real-time event was so good. I got so hooked. And then I organized one in where I used to live in Sweden, and then I went back for the third one in one year. So good. Like me, yeah. and, J- me and Jacob still talks about the one in Skoda. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you ha- it's good that you came up and helped. Like, because we, we had we no had, idea. We had a fucking blast going there, especially with the getting stuck in the snow and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you had to Bender we went on in the evening and all the fun we made of Eric. Um, so yeah, really good. <laughs> oh yeah, that bartender chick that was like... Oh yeah, he just I, fucking smashed his tries to bits every time. It was so good. I think he actually, he fell in love with her. She was so bossy and he just... <laughs> I, I remember him saying, that's going to be my wife someday. Yeah. Uh, sometime during the night. But I was like, yeah, yeah. With you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you couldn't tell if she was just being a total asshole towards him or if she was actually hitting on him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think who that was kind it? of messed with him. <laughs> who was it who fell over in the snow when the car got stuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Awesome. <laughs> and it was about four or five times at least. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. And that, okay. li- li- yeah, that little techno car. Yeah, the Kia Picanto. <laughs> yeah. Then after that event, we went to uh, to Gothenburg and Mimorton to the Istvan event, which is amazing. Oh, wait, straight after? Uh, no, it was like a, a month after something. Oh, okay. two. I don't know, but it was the, the next event, I think. So many, so many events. Yeah, oh, I, I, I don't know if that was before or after Gothenburg, but you don't go there anyway, and I missed it this year. Yeah. So the, I think the event that we went to after that was in Gothenburg. Yeah, it could be. Um, and then me and Mark, as soon as it was over, like, all right, pack your shit, get in the car, we're going to Copenhagen, go! <laughs> then we drove super late, and we got to Copenhagen and played another real-time event on the Sunday. Like, <laughs> jam-packed that, that weekend full of 30K. Was that the one where Max came by? Yes. Yeah, I was totally, totally surprised. That, oh, Max is here. <laughs> <laughs> Then there's, uh, it's been so many. I, I mean, and, and we met a lot, Sebastian. I mean, even though you are in yeah. Denmark and we are in Sweden. I mean, and we met in Alvesta. Yeah, best event. Remember hanging out at the abandoned square? Oh yeah, the town right square. Right next to the police station. <laughs> Having <laughs> a smoke. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was saying, yeah, I can't believe that, like done so much in, in this year <clears throat> it feels like it was like mm. at least a year ago we yeah. 
Yeah, like the the season has really taken a long time to be honest with all yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, we are we are spoiled. May or June, I think. Oh yeah, it's not more than half a year ago. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But then, like <clears throat> after that, uh, I moved here, and then I haven't been to that many events afterwards. Oh. I don't know. How, did you guys play a lot of events after those? Mm. We, we went to BSK, all of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I went I'll... to a Mar- uh, Malmo War Gaming Weekend before. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah. And Scandus? Yeah, I, only you went, I think. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. And the painting course, I went there. Oh, yeah. Uh, was uh, that before you started with your uh, uh, world eaters? That's when I started them, yeah. Oh, that's a perfect, perfect uh, opportunity. Yeah, that was uh, like I've been wanting to do them for some time, and then I was just waiting for the painting course, to be honest. Yeah. Um, awesome. And then, yeah. I'm knee deep in world eaters. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, as it is a Christmas episode, uh, new year, new army. So, Sebastian, what are you starting next year? Um, <laughs> well, hopefully, I'm done with the, the world eaters by next summer. Yeah. Um, so, the plan is sold auxilia Saturnine fleet. Ooh, oh, nice. Tell, tell me more. Are they like the, the... That's where they build the ships and stuff, right? Yeah, Saturn. like uh, Saturn is kind of the place of the birth for the Imperial fleet in all its glory, to be to be quite honest. At least the elite sections of it. Um, yeah. Like yeah. the main idea and the, the basis for the Imperial fleet is based off the Saturnine fleets. Um, okay. And it just expanded more or less, uh, roughly cut. Um, yeah, it's it's weird that they don't speak. They, they haven't written more about the, yeah, like, they, the taking they, of Saturn. It's like Morse is this super big deal, and they produce but, weapons. But Saturn is like so much more important. <laughs> yeah, like how are you supposed to conquer the galaxy without fleet? fleet yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna do those, and I'm gonna do them with like a bit of the classical uh, dark night uh, blue uh, armor with oh, some nice. golden brass trims and some. Birch colored uh, cloth, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, so it gets the contrast of the blue and the white almost. Um, and then I'm gonna get some decals made, some transfer sheets with the Saturnine Rams on it. Oh, like a ram set. Okay. Um, and cool. I'm gonna do about two and a half thousand, three thousand points, and then that's gonna be it. Oh, nice. Uh, will, will you be focusing in like summer talus, or will you do it like uh, an open? Open mm. war. Mainly open um, war, but it should be able to field quite nicely in Somos Talos as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, are, are you going to get a Battlefield Gothic fleet? I'm or... considering it, but <laughs> more systems, more money, more games, more army wishes, you know. Yeah. Do it, do, it, do it for that army. Like, do it theme for that. And then you don't need a lot. Like, get, just getting the plastic ones is super easy. Like, ask Morton, how much did you get for? Like, 400 crowns? But I rather want to do the Conqueror. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're doing like a Saturn theme force. It's like the, the fleet is their, their whole thing. You should definitely do like just a couple of ships. Just yeah. Teeny tiny ships. Send me some links and I'll consider it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's also like these third party producers that make really cool ships. Hmm. Uh, and then you can go over to Sweden and play with more. Oh, that's true. I, I think we. Uh, well, I think you we need to brush off your. 
you need to brush up on your Battlefield God skills. So do uh, I. I haven't played in uh, ages. You can be four. I, I, I'm more. I'm, I would say Sebastian, right? Let's focus on 30k. We want uh, these One other game five. systems are just holding us down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that, yeah, well, that sounds like a good plan. So, uh, but how much more are, are you planning on adding to your world eaters? So um, at the moment, I have like um, some painted, some board, about 60 in Darktide slash Tacticals. Okay. Um, and I have three contempted dreadnoughts that I mainly run as quarters class. Yeah. And I have about six apothecaries. Uh, and five red butchers. Oh, you need more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, at some point, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I also got some, yeah, the 45 assault marines. Uh, <laughs> Casual. Murder wave on rockets. Yeah, two dreadclaws um, <laughs> and a termite drill and a oh, lightning nice. striker. What are you putting in the thermite? Uh, ten veterans with machine hunter and compi melters. Mm, deadly. Yeah. Gonna remove people's templates before my infantry go ahead. Oh, that's smart. Now you uh, need something like that for, for an army with that much infantry. Yeah, that's also why I'm also bringing a uh, Leviathan with a Melter Lance and a Drill in a drip, Drop Pot. Ah, nice. um, Damn, it sounds like Adepticon is fuck. full of harsh <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's a more of attorney style than is... Than You've a, seen the Warhound on a Skyshoe landing pad. Prepare <laughs> for <laughs> Ordinators on two landing pads. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... You have to have some place where everything is, you know. Yeah, everything is legal. Bananas. Yeah, yeah. I think that that is the place to go. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought that, and then for the heavy, I had the Leviathan and a. Uh, I have the plan of putting in a Fire Raptor as well and a Storm Eagle because I have them lying around, unassembled. <laughs> just yeah, some extra. Oh, what's this over here? Oh, just <laughs> no, Fire Raptor. For my thousand sons, there's nothing worth. Uh, in a, the, I have no 20-man squads worth throwing into a Storm Eagle. Ah, okay. Uh, because then they'll either become too expensive or too shit. Um, yeah. But with mm. the duck tie, they're cheap, they're quite good, and people won't focus on Storm Eagle because it's, in a sense, 20 tacticals. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's true. Smart. Smart man. Yeah. yeah, and they get to assault from it. That's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> and it packs all 20 of them, so oh, about 80 okay. attacks with strength mm. 6, so... Yeah, and some, good, some good ideas yeah. from Denmark. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think I have my Warhound is incoming at some point. Jody's <laughs> um, painting it. Hmm? So, uh, becoming an expert in uh, Titan, Titan painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's doing a Legio Audax Warhound for me with the Ursus Claw and everything. No. Yes. What? Really? Yeah. Oh. So um, how, are you, how are you playing the Earth Claw? Um, we've been talking a bit about it um, around in, in the club at Denmark. And at the moment, I'm thinking I'm going to run it as a one-shot on Ballistic Skull, not a um, template, because that yeah. doesn't make sense for a harpoon. Um, <laughs> and then it's Strength D, uh, ignores Void Shields. Yeah. And that's about it. Ah. 
because compared to a turbo laser, which is two strength D templates, if I'm not wrong, yeah, if you have two of them, yeah, that's it's not in the same category as all at all. But going around the void shields is a bit of a bonus, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. since it's like a it, yeah, it it shoots the projectile is slower than that yeah. the void shields will like ignore it sort of. I yeah. Think, I guess. Also, I was thinking like that big an object would probably just walk through the void shield. I was thinking because there's not yeah. energy that's being shot at it, but um. Blunt object. I'm not sure. I, 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 think I, I, yeah. I don't have I the think, uh, If you if you fire it at like a titan, then you should bring a rope to the club and then yeah. challenge that person at like a tug of war. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever wins is drags down the other titan. We we actually uh, talked about doing like a table you roll on if you hit either knights or titans. Yeah. Uh, where on like a one, two, and three. Um, it kind of just shrugs it off, or it doesn't get stuck properly. It still gets hit, but it, it doesn't do anything additional. Yeah. And on a four, you uh, and a five, it stumbles. So you move it. I think we talked about like one d six closer to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. A, or two d six or something. And on a uh, on a twelve or on a six, sorry, um, it falls and dies. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's <laughs> awesome. What do you want? Like, so, so the idea is that it gets pulled to the gets pulled to the ground when you roll a six, and yeah, yeah, that's half awesome. the time shrugs it off. That's really cool. I, I mean, you, there could be. I'm thinking like yeah, the bigger the prey, the harder it should be. I, I don't know if you could use hull point or they, I mean, they have strength. Yeah, the they, right? comp compare your hull points and then roll a d6, and whoever wins. So, like, if you're doing it to a reaver, it won't do anything. But if the reaver's damaged. Drag oh, yeah. the fucker down. Oh, uh -huh. yeah, that could actually work. Yeah. yeah. So the shields are kind of open. Yeah. And I mean, like, the, uh, it, it, it's it like was... armor plating. So the, the actual harpoon gets stuck inside the Titan. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's damaged. Yeah. But I mean, it, it is cool. But, but, but in a way, it should go either way because harpoon, uh, uh, a uh, uh, warlord, and it's not very damaged, and it starts walking the other way. I guess the the warhound will be the one that's like, oh wait, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a leash now. <laughs> but I guess they could just release it. Uh, though they would have some emergency, like, oh shit, this yeah. is not going. Release. I, I think they have an emergency release for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about all, with all the fluff and that you would have several, and you, they could add there, but but then that won't really work in twenty eight millimeter. Uh, <laughs> nah. <laughs> Too many points, but uh, I, I wonder if they will add that to Titanicus. That I think they awesome. will. That will be yeah. super cool. Awesome. I know so, they, they added the like uh, the squadron of actually just having warhounds all together, like an all deck squad. Almost. Oh, oh, nice. Oh yeah. So I think it's coming. The yeah. maniple. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so I think it's called the Lubacol maniple or something. Oh, oh. nice. Oh oh oh. Morton. Except mm -hmm. uh, bringing life to this planet. Do you have any plans for 2019? <laughs> <laughs> the seed is strong. <laughs> fabulous bile grows well. Yes, he should be fabulous. It should be fabulous. That, yeah, um, maybe, uh, maybe some fantasy, actually. <laughs> That's not really oh. 30k. Uh, no I new 30k army as, as as far as I know, but I, I will try to make Melkmarines uh, playable. <laughs> so, yeah. Th third year's the charm.
<laughs> also looking into demons a bit, so I don't know. Don't get oh yeah, uh, it was, uh, when I was looking back to the the old episodes, you yeah. were talking about this uh, Ultramarine Force, uh, the the ice cream van force. That's true. That's still what, what in happened, there. What happened to the the Ultra Ice? The Gestapo, secret police. Uh, might happen. Might happen. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I wrote some stuff we were talking about in the. 2016. Harambe. Remember when that was the thing? <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> and, poor uh, Gorilla. Never forget. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone yeah. forgot. Everyone forgot yeah. poor Harambe. I did. Was like, no, no, that's not true. I saw a uh, Halloween pumpkin cut out as Harambe yesterday. <laughs> so that's not true. <laughs> I have it no. painted on my wall here. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, and, scale? Also, primary battles. Uh, that was the, the good old days. I don't know who ended up on the throne, but we gave up before all the primarchs haven't fought yet. So, in, in that battle, Conrad Curse sliced up uh, uh, Lorgar. Ah, but I remember that Lorgar had been on the throne for a week. Yeah, he killed. He, he killed the, the the other emo guy. Korax. Yeah, Korax. Ah. So just like on Istan 5 when he beat his ass, I think. Or was it the other way around? <gasps> I don't know. You're about to get blamed by some yeah. raven bull. You'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nicholas? Uh, Do you have any plans? Yeah, so I've s- s- set up my life here in England now. So now mm. I can truly venture forth and play some games. It's been kind of... I haven't played that much since I came here. I went to the 30k Frontier event, which was amazing. Uh, other than that, I haven't really been to an event here, uh, but I'm organizing an event next year. Mm-hmm. Which we heard about before the song, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh going to play that, and then I'm just going to try and play more in general now that we have this awesome club there. So now like got a solid schedule, so you set up uh, some, some play dates. It's just nice. kind of hard finding people as well or like there are a lot of players here uh, yeah. and i joined this uh whatsapp group uh but the chat is just crazy and it's like not just for setting up games but everyone is just talking random stuff all the time or like even here's stuff but it's like there's so such a huge flow of text that it's crazy like <laughs> i went to the group uh, uh yesterday and it's like 1,304 messages. Ah. So, like, how am I supposed to dive in there? You need to organize this shit. Find a, find a way. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to start. I want to host uh, more events as well. Uh, I was thinking about this event, actually. A real-time event. Uh, <gasps> but uh changed a bit so that there will only be two teams. Uh, and the reason Eric has three teams is because it's like, the, this all-out fight, and it, so it wouldn't get uh, unbalanced. Uh, but this would be unbalanced to start with, because it would be like uh, an attacker-defender scenario. Uh-huh. Uh, so you have like the attackers need to take this point at the end of the day. So okay. they, they have time pressure to, to advance and then just have some uh, different stuff, like the, the defenders only have a limited amount of reinforcements that they can uh, distribute, yeah, uh, and then how like different tables give different bonuses. Like a uh, spaceport allows the traders to reinforce faster, 
like an armory can reinforce the the defenders all the time and stuff like that. So they have to like push to certain locations and go deeper into defenses. Oh, oh, that sounds cool. So I need to I need to figure out how to actually make that work. But I think like the concept is pretty cool, and I want the I want like I want it to be real time because it just adds pressure and I love. Got to spread. See, see see people sweat when they play. <laughs> Got to spread the the good word from Denmark also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so on the, the real time. Yeah. I might do a, a one in fantasy as well in real time. That's where it actually comes from originally. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Eric based it off an old fantasy uh, campaign system for cool. real time fantasy campaigns. So you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Highly fitting, indeed, indeed. Uh, but uh, but now, now I can't uh, I can't resist anymore. Like you you've been keeping us uh, on the you know on on the edge here. Like and all the listeners want to know. We want to know about your event now, Sebastian. My event. Yes. Oh. Is when, it, when is it? This is real time. Where is it? How is it? it? Who? How many points? <laughs> um, okay, when is it? Time. Um, it is the tenth of February. And it's in Barrow Cigar in Copenhagen, uh, the King's Lindsay. Yes. Uh, best uh, home store in Europe. Uh, EU. <laughs> uh, and it's a 2v2 format. Um, uh-huh. So the idea is actually only two games uh, because it's a one-day event. And yeah. 2v2 games of this size takes some extra time. Mm. Um, but it's 2,500 points per player. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, that's a big, big game. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's ten thousand points on the table uh, <laughs> altogether. Um, yeah, and you have one shared Lord of War, which is kind of one of the gimmicks. Um, so instead of every uh-huh. army being able to take a Lord of War, uh, or to be able to take a Primarch in their HQ because of the right of war, and then yeah. have another Lord of War is not allowed. It's one uh-huh. Lord of War of any kind shared. Okay. Um, but your teammate can also post po- points into it. So if you only have, let's say, 2,000 points in your army and your friend has 5,000 at home, he can bring 3,000 and post most of the points into the, the Lord of War for you. And then you, oh. you can still play. Oh, that's cool. So it doesn't have to be 2,500 each. No, you can oh. kind of give it back and forth a little with the Lord of War choice. Okay, oh, but only only the Lord of War can only make the, the Lord of War. Yeah, that's the okay. show, so to speak. Um, so is but because of the like uh, percentage limit stuff, uh, is that, that is based on five thousand or two thousand five hundred? The the percentage uh, has been removed as well. Ah, okay. Uh, so. Only only Lord of War band is a is a um, warlord. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what, what about the the new? Fuck yeah, up. fuck that shit. That's also no way in hell. <laughs> that is the shittiest model they've come out with for a long time. Yes. Vindication. It would wipe my ass if I was to own it. <laughs> Although I must say, I did hear the guys at the Varangan Heresy talk about taking the turret and putting it on like a yeah. bell blade or oh, no, on no, an no. emplacement. Yeah, an emplacement, definitely. Yeah. That, would, that would be sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, I think that's a really uh, good idea. They, they just take the shoulders off and just put them down. 
The Feldoid, <laughs> if, if you like uh, have it so that it's uh, moving backwards, maybe. It looks like it's got more stuff to ramp it up in the back. Oh, okay. But, that, but like, then it would be, first of all, it would be on a Glaive chassis because the Glaive chassis does not have a demolisher cannon. Because why would you have an assault cannon on an artillery tank? Yeah. Uh, but that, yeah, that would look cool, actually. Oh. Work. Hmm. Maybe. But back uh, to the, the event. Back to yes. the event. <laughs> uh, since we're playing 10,000 points on one table, um, yeah. I decided one table was stupid. So <laughs> we're playing on six by eight uh, tables. So yes. your deployment zone is twice as deep. Um, oh, nice. Uh, no Man's Land is still 24 inches between you and your opponent. Okay. And you just still have the six um, feet wide um, passage, so to speak. So a lot of the time, it doesn't make sense to put all your models on the table to start with because they won't fit. Ah, okay, that's, so that's true. So you, you kind of not force, but nudge people into putting something in reserve. Yeah. Even when it's a gun line. And then some things might not be in range from the yeah. start. That's cool. Uh, uh, at least they have to deploy really up front and then get shot to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, six by eight is awesome. It, it's the way to go. More movability. Hmm. Uh, but you're, you're doing that in Pharaohs, though. Yeah. So uh, we have five game tables, and that's our maximum amount at the moment. Yeah, because I remember it's, it's kind of hard to, to get around the tables there. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it's getting a bit better when Christmas is done, um, and I think. And they sold all those uh, live swords. Yeah, they still have all that shit. <laughs> um, it's perfect yeah. to just pick up when you're angry at your opponent. Ah, I challenged you to a duel. That still hasn't happened, actually. Ah, that's because mm. Lord Commander Morton yeah. hasn't been there yet. It's just because they used to skull each other. <laughs> Dansk skulle. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Headbutt. <laughs> yeah, maybe not so often, but <laughs> yeah. Like um, those, like kind of the 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 rough um, ways of the rules and the ways of the game. Um, so, so with a, with an um, amount of tables, is there then a limit on how many people come? Yeah, we have a max at the moment at twenty players. Um, okay. But that's, but that's good. Players per table, so um, yeah. No, but that's good. I mean, that's that should be able to fill out also. Yeah, and I'm I'm working on getting a uh, a bigger venue for a bigger event next year with hopefully up to maybe forty players. Oh, a nice. same format, two v two, and so on. And one of the things that actually this time it hasn't been used that much. Yeah, but it's kind of essential to the callous sector story and the gaming aspect is that you have throw your games workshop allies chat out the window, oh. more or less, um, and then you ally with whatever you think you want to or what your friend plays, even though he's trading your loyalist because uh-huh. it's set at the time uh, right right around the reveal of the heresy, so. Uh-huh. People are not sure where other people's loyalties lie or yeah. where they stand themselves. So each army is a smaller fleet sent out by the Imperium to cooperate. And then when they hear of the heresy, those are their battle brothers they're fighting with. Oh, but that's cool. Yeah, because uh, that could make sense. I mean, some would be like, 
Well, they might be on opposite sides of the big conflict, but yeah. maybe they've been campaigning together for years, you know, yeah, in the Great Crusade. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they, their initial idea would be like, oh, let's fight together. Yeah, and that, that's the main idea that most of these fleets have either gone renegade or has their own agenda and interest of either trade or loyalist, but it doesn't really matter because none have declared anything. Yeah, at this point. Or, just, or just the chaos of, oh, shit, they're attacking us. Yeah, we're on the wrong side. Oh, you know. <laughs> exactly. So, so pretty much just a, a clusterfuck in a sector. Oh, that's awesome. There so, must have been in the heresy stuff like that happening also, where you know, unfortunate events. That's like, oh shit, some Ultramarines attacking Imperial fists, and they even though they should be on the same side, but just miscommunication made them, yeah, suspect each other or something. Oh, yeah. also it's some unusual pair. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but most people have gone with regular pairings. So yeah. <laughs> the the only one that haven't done it is the Iron Warrior Iron Hand combo. Oh, but that's Which awesome. I think it's amazing. Um especially from a law point of view like yeah, Iron Within Iron Without Flesh's weakness sure that makes sense yeah. going together. Yeah. I know that pe people won't confuse them. Exactly. Or maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe it will be even worse. Like yeah, I'm shooting the Iron Man tanks, but which one? <laughs> <laughs> target, man. <laughs> well, Niklas obviously wouldn't go for it because he hates Iron Warriors, but uh... <laughs> who's <Justin? laughs> Yeah, it sounds awesome. A, uh, fortunately, I won't be able to attend. And neither will Morton. No, no. But uh, bring, bring shame upon her name. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people will anyway. Uh, yeah. I, we are I, filled I... out uh, at the moment, actually, with three people on waiting list. Oh shit! No. Already? Oh, that's cool. Right. Yeah, and I, I haven't really had a. Uh, now I do the air quotes. Uh, sold out <laughs> uh, event, so to speak. Um, yeah. Before uh, we've been up to twelve players so far, because then there's been some dropouts, and if one people drops out, then three other people lose their game as well. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Potential. So if you sign up, you freaking show up, or you fail <laughs> in advance. You should uh, have. Yeah. Get some kind of black mark otherwise so you can't yeah almost can't, yeah you can't come to her next event sure but like deaths in the family and whatever like i, I get that like no, no excuse <laughs> yes, no no compromise it's the ban i also forgot to mention there's the there's a tiny rule that you're not allowed to play the same right of war or army as your ally mm -hmm. so you won't see like a double Thousand Suns armored breakthrough, <laughs> <laughs> like the was the first time. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I I tried out with a chess watch for the players at first. Yeah, with an amount that were two hours per team for all their turns. Oh, because I've a... experienced both as a Thousand Suns player and also as a World Eaters player that sometimes you just don't get to the phases you need to get to. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, and that's mainly because the other player is taking their damn sweet time. <laughs> um, and I, to be honest, I kind of had enough of that because it's not tactical running out of time. No, so, that's true. I mean, you might have a, a master plan. A plan but, yeah. you if know. he uses his two hours on contemplating what he wants to shoot on on the first turn, that's fine. I'll have six turns by myself. Oh, but that's good. Uh, that's a good idea, actually. And um, 
I mean, yeah, I agree because uh, for, for events, of course, you want people to play as many games as possible and have a good time. But there has to be a trade-off where if no one finishes the game in time, and then you, I hate that when it's like, oh, which turn are you on? A uh, turn four? Okay, we'll let your opponent have his turn four, and then you'll have to call it then. Oh, yeah, but what next if your turn... move wasn't turn five? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that is actually. Yeah, well, if, you, if you're playing two games in the day, you should have time for it, right? But again, it's two times yeah. ten thousand points. Yeah, yeah. I think you, I think the clock is a really good idea. It's a good way to at least have people mind the time they're using. Yeah, because if you look, for example, um, at the if you I don't know if you stayed there for any of the two v two games at BSK uh, after everything went down. Yeah, yeah, uh, a lot of those games, and I like that because we had the time for it. We took our sweet time considering what to do and talked shit back and forth. No, yeah. but. We just don't have time for that if it's a if a timed event. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, <clears throat> <laughs> related to this. Are we running out of time? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but uh, yeah, I threw in some some other minor restrictions. I think altogether they come to about twelve or fifteen points of uh, smaller rules and limitations. Yeah. Um, mainly just to to keep out the the nastiest combos, uh, or at least <laughs> to make people do something new with their combinations. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, for example, one is that you can't have um, if you have several tank squadrons of the same tank type. For example, a Medusa. Yeah. You have to either if you have more than two, you have to put them in the same squadron and have no one more than one. So oh, which uh... are either two single ones or three in one. Uh, squadron. If it's the same uh, time. Who, who's Suna playing with? Will we see uh, White Scars uh, Custos? And Angels. Oh, oh He's nice. uh, playing again with Matthias. He also played with him last time uh, where they won the most thematic uh, combination. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, Yeah, I think I, I, yeah. Re- yeah, I remember that Blood Angel guy from no, the no. real time event. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's Matthias. Yeah. Um, also one of the newer guys in, in the Copenhagen scene but really been just yeah, super nice guys to play with and has a lovely Blood Angels army mm. and yeah always seems up for playing more games in Copenhagen <laughs> so shout out to him I guess if he ever hears <laughs> <laughs> you have to make sure he hears it yeah no uh, I <laughs> But uh, uh, where can people find? Uh, do you have a players pack or something where you can find all these? Uh, yeah, the restrictions the, and such. The players pack is uh, at the Facebook event, which I okay. actually made public for once. Um, so you can actually search for it. Um, and it's called the Callus Sector, and then Free Eyes for free, of course. Okay, so Callus Callus with a C. Uh, no, with a K H A L Y S. Kalis, Kalis, Kalima, Kalima. Awesome. And this one is called Heaven's Treasure. The one before was Breaching of the Walls. Oh, okay. So there is—is is there a, a storyline going in this cluster? Yeah, the, there's a small storyline. I think we're up to about one and a half A4 pages or something. Just something major, yeah. so people know what the setting and the different 
things going on from time to time. But the main idea is actually focusing on the individual battlefield you're playing on. Because mm -hmm. when you have a 6x8 table, and you throw out all your standard uh, terrain you normally use for either a regular city fight or a desert um, combat or whatever, Yeah, it will look like you made kind of a blanket of all these small pieces that are all about the same height roughly and nothing really stands out um, mm. as being bigger in that way that much at the time. Mm -hmm. So the focus for me has been to do one major piece of terrain for each table and have oh. each table be a new theme and another place on the planets uh, of the sector. Nice. So, for example, the, the very first table um, I did was a sort of mechanicum table, mm -hmm. uh, which is a industrial dump. <laughs> so you put a vacuum cleaner in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm actually uh, I'm getting it printed uh, for the next event, but I'm gonna do a big fucking crane. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, and oh, like the the virtual diorama thing, the, the um, landing pad. Yeah, the, I can't remember the virtual dioramas. I was but the, with the world leaders. You gotta remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I just needed some armies in place. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, something like that, uh, roughly. But a awesome. lot of like uh, dumps of crates and barrels and all kinds of shitty rundown buildings and sheds yeah. with chemicals <laughs> running out of and that sort of thing. Do you oh, have awesome. some uh, uh, Doberman uh, dogs running around? I, I wanted to buy some Cyber Mastiffs. Yeah. Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> but they're so fucking expensive because there's one in each set of like 950 Danish or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like that mission is based around searching through these piles of crates for the objectives. Oh, cool. Um, and um, through the entirety of the Callus sector, dreadnoughts are more in focus, like contented dreadnoughts. Okay. Um, so, for example, they can also search for objectives and capture things in mm -hmm. all missions. So ripping nice. those containers apart. If you search with one of those, you, um, on a, you roll on a one to six, and on a six uh, and a to four, you find the objective. Mm. On a one, you destroy it permanently if you are doing it with a dreadnought. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just wrecking Yeah. Um, and then I did like a spire city with the, the spires of Callus. Um, which is going to be Oliver, the manager of the store in Faros, um, is going to do like a great big spire of the new uh, terrain uh, sets for me. Oh, um, shit. Um, Sounds awesome. And then we have some other like bigger uh, ruined buildings that are going to be like, yeah, um, points of interest. Shit, that would be really cool to build like a, a spire. Also, because we're, thing. we're also building like the. Um, the streets on the mats and so on, we're like really piling them up with a lot of ruins on this table. So when you're fighting on that table, you have narrow streets you're following and infantry really has a bonus because they go through a lot of the, the bigger yes. places. Awesome. So, so tanks will be really bogged down. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, tanks will have the, the alleyways, but if they meet someone without a melter bomb, whew, it's a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good with the, some of these big pieces of terrain also because they can block line of sight even for super heavies. 
which people yeah. will bring. I think it's especially good for uh, six by eight tables to just have something big in the middle, so yeah. you won't put models there because that's like super annoying to stretch and measure stuff to those those yeah. things in the middle. Oh. Because like also when you when you look at what people bring at about two and a half thousand points each. You you tend to want to fill out a bit. You don't want to be the guy that has way too like a lot less than your enemy. Even even if you're not facing militia, you can really be outnumbered still. Okay. Um. So I think a lot of the time it's it's a good idea to spread out your force because the battlefields will be different. Mm. Um. And some things will be better than others. Um. Yeah. I like to just send you a picture of the city. Uh. From the last event, before we had the, the oh, things. yeah, sweet. Oh wait, I think yeah, you brought some of this terrain though for, for, to have there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought the, wait, some it, of the industrial dump and some of my city terrains, I think, and Eric that, his as well. Yeah, isn't that Nicholas fighting there? Mm, no, Looks that like... is uh, our Iron Hands players called the. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, you have your own. Yeah. Um, <sighs> And he's playing with his brother who plays the Iron Warriors. So that's the team Iron facing Knights oh, and Ultramarines. Cool, cool. Um, it looks awesome. I mean, that, that table already has good, like, dense terrain. But I can yeah. imagine with a big spire in the middle, that'll look... Yeah, they'll just put the, like, the top on the, the cherry yeah. on top. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then I'm going to do... Then we did, like, a something called the Silent Wastes of Callus yeah. 1, which is a... Radioactive, uh, no, not radioactive, a reactor um, that is a bit unstable and leaking <laughs> in the middle, uh, <laughs> where you want to go retrieve some power cores or shut it down. Um, and also, it gives out this um, radioactive field that hurts <laughs> uh, people with a strength 3 AP2 hit that the void hardened armor or uh, hardened armor ignores AP value. Yeah. On, um, and then. Uh, there's a four plus if you want to try to shut it down. Um, and if you succeed, then yeah, you shut it down for good. If you fail on a one, it goes catastrophic. <laughs> um, and Tech Marines gives plus one to the roll of it. Oh, yeah, I was just going to ask. That's so thematic. Oh, I love that. I love that. And also, you'll have like objectives uh, on each flank that you also have to fight for in turn one. Uh, uh, turn three and turn five, yeah. Uh, turn three and six, sorry. Um, because on turn three, the point in the middle will give three points, mm -hmm. and one on each flank will give one point each. And then by turn six, the one in the middle gives six points, and the ones on the flank gives two each. Okay. Um. So that's kind of not to just have everyone focus on the middle and chunk down in a big pile blobber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then I want to have like a suicide Chernobyl squad going in. We're gonna yeah, shut exactly. down this reactor, and they're just melting. And oh, radioactivity! <laughs> Send in the destroyers. Yes, <laughs> they're dead anyway. <laughs> yeah. And um, then for last time's event, I made a mission called "Breaching of the Walls of Callus Seven. Which is the idea of a, uh, um, a a greater city being bombed from orbit, and then all the habitants and the soldiers stationed there kind of 
bash together what remains of a barricade they can make and brace for the incoming assault from the land uh, force leading up to it. Uh -huh. um, so the idea is for the defenders to kill as many uh, enemy units as possible uh, before they reach their deployment zone. Okay. So for each unit you kill, you get one victory point. For each infantry unit and a tank with an armor value average lower than 14, um, in your own enemy's deployment zone by the end of the game, you get two victory points. Mm. Okay. It's so, like the suicide attack, the mission we play kind of. Yeah, more or less. Um, it's the idea of a, a defensive position being rushed and trying to hold on, on and try and keep the assault at bay until it folders. Nice. Um, and then I did the newest one that was based on what happened in the story last time, um, mm -hmm. which was that the Ultramarines and Knights player won that time, Oliver and uh, Henrik. And they therefore tried to get away with the STC as a prize, but their entire battleship uh, got shot out of orbit. And then <laughs> they managed to um, kind of send out these relics uh, via escape pods and emergency uh, pods. So in the middle, you'll have a Mastodon <laughs> that is completely blown apart, more or less, yeah. uh, in the front and up, uh, breaking the roof apart and so on, so you can see down inside it. Um, and in the middle of that one, there's going to be an objective, <laughs> and that grants five victory points at the end of the game. And then you have two more that scatters from the center, 5d6 fully, um, and that grants two victory points each at the end of the game. Huh. Um, but the interesting about this one is that each player, that like each player, not just each team, needs to divide their army into three parts, which is up to 50% of the army, up to 25%, and the rest. Okay. And then those parts will arrive uh, from reserves at turn one, two, and three, from biggest to smallest. Oh. Um, and your deployment zone is like an, an entry point of 18 by 18 inches from a corner. So each player rolls off an entry point, so you actually also get a scattered deployment. Either you <laughs> end up on the, on the same side or on opposite sides. <laughs> um, and I've tried it out with, because a friend uh, started out writing this mission for me and tested it out. And it was really fun seeing these armies that come in from reserve in their very first turn. Realizing that, well, I have no targets to shoot at and I'm a gun line. <laughs> so <laughs> what do I do now? Yes. Um, and actually make people think in a new way because you, do, you just can't place them and say, okay, they're there, good. Yeah, you have to get your your big guns in position, and then they're really freaking scary suddenly. Yeah, well, uh, but when you terrain, and like a swamp oh. with a crash mastodon, a serpentine large temple, and a swamp of the dead, <laughs> nice. and then just tons of like small jungle alleys and walks and wreck things all around. So you have to not Somatella style, but you have to sneak away your way way around like Somatellis on a big table with tanks. Okay. Damn. So, but when you decided your entry point, does it stay the same? Does one, two, and three parts come in from the same corner then? You're thinking like the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. You won't uh, arrive in your enemy's deployment zone if that's what no, no, I, I thought it was completely random. So, you know, no, no, your second no. reinforcement <laughs> comes behind the enemy and they're, oh, shit, no, they're here. Oh, no, there's people here. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. that will be just be too random to even yeah. get the idea how it would play out, I think. <laughs> um, but but that's that's roughly the, the event altogether that's yeah. been focusing on, like, these one big terrain piece per per table and have a theme for each table. I think it's a great idea. I think, yeah, we're going to need to see some good pictures from this. And then yeah. I think everyone is going to get hyped. And like, oh, we need to do this. I, uh, I have some... a friend that came to the first one, I think, that owns yeah. a, a really good digital camera. Oh, nice. But That's the, good. To... The problem with those and taking a picture of an ongoing game is, first of all, all the movement in the back. And at the same time, you zoom in on one figure and you focus or you're trying to capture the whole thing and you won't get all the details you want. So it's yeah. really getting good pictures of it. Yeah. We need an army but, photographer. But we're trying. We're trying. I'm probably going to talk him into doing it again as well. So he's going to come take some pictures. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, cameras are get, getting smaller and smaller, right? So couldn't you get a spy cam and put it on a remembrance <laughs> model? And have him on the board all the time, so you have like yeah, pictures oh, from that. That would be amazing. Yeah, just running around. <laughs> okay, I, I gotta talk to Piani now. Yeah, <laughs> he, 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 he will do that shit when I tell him of it. <laughs> I think that would be really cool. Um, and so, uh, what what uh, can you reveal? Uh, will there be any prizes? Will yeah. Any... Um, like uh, I'm, I'm gonna charge about a hundred Danish kroners for the event, mm -hmm. and that's mainly gonna go to like a bit of uh, some refreshments, some coffee, and some food maybe. Um, yeah, or I might just pay that myself. I don't know yet. But it's uh, really a hundred is really cheap for an event, I would say. Yeah, yeah, but also again, it's a one day event. It's two games, and I think oh, that's true. Yeah. It's a, I don't think it's greedy, but it's two big games, so I think it's kind of fair if most of it goes to prizes, as I'm planning. Yeah, I, people uh, will be happy so with if that. If all 20 attend, it's about 2,000 Danish kroners worth of prizes, which is, what, 10,000 Swedish or something? Yeah, 300,000 <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> so uh, the idea is, is roughly I'm going to do a most thematic and best painted and best sport, and then I'm going to... Yeah, divided around those. Yeah, that, that's uh, getting the yeah. hobby where it's supposed to be. I, I love yeah. going going to Denmark. Whenever if, I have actually won something. Yeah, you have best uh, Sweden, right? Yeah, <laughs> the best Sweden award. But I also won a money prize. Uh, can't remember for what, but oh yeah, maybe it's just because we won as a team. Oh, but yeah. it's so it's so great because uh, like you. Get, I don't know how much I got. Maybe two hundred Danish crowns. I think it was a hundred actually only. Uh, and then, but, but that still lasts you about four media colors or five of the. Yeah, and there's so many things in that store that you want. So it's just awesome. I own oh, one yeah. brand of paint that they don't own. That's like a bigger brand, and that's P3. Okay. Mm. Damn. Well, everything else major that I know of, they have, and yeah. P3 Valeo. is the only thing I have to order. Vallejo man. Scale seventy five boys. Scales, oh scale. Oh my god. Scalo is the way to go. Oh they got they got they got it all. Yeah. They also got all the scale seventy five now. Damn. 
That's and they, they, they about three or four paint racks the size of a Games Workshop rack. Oh my god! Yeah, see, Morten, you need to go there before I, you're I eternally locked into <laughs> cleaning poop and vomit. <laughs> I'll just bring mini me, and then uh, <laughs> it can carry stuff for me. Yeah, <laughs> like you bring the, the, yeah. the, the chest carrier, and then you, like you look down. Oh wait, this isn't my baby. This is a warlord. Oh, where did oh, I oh, yes, good trade. <laughs> Someone else. Wait, a player comes home with my baby. This is not my warlord. Oh well, it'll do. It'll, it'll do. do on the battlefield. It'll crush. <laughs> yeah, it'll smash everything. <laughs> uh, now I was gonna say the. Speaking of Denmark, well, uh, Denmark doesn't do hobby stores, but if we did, they would probably be the best hobby stores <laughs> in the world. <laughs> but then actually they do make the best hobby stores in the world. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> ah. <laughs> Sweet name. Uh, <laughs> so so um, are, are there any Swedes signed up for this event? Any Swedes? Yeah. Uh, you're damn straight there is. Um, so if we go through accounting... Yeah, uh, because you'll have to decipher if they're Swedish or British. Jody, <laughs> is he Swedish or British? Oh uh, uh, well, first of all, he lives in Skåne, so it's not yeah. Swedish in the first place for that. <laughs> so is he Danish or uh, British? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's uh, Fredrik uh, playing along. Jody playing his Death Guard. Oh, right. uh, his friend, right? Yeah, also from uh, the Melmer area, I think. Yeah, he's cool. He's really cool. And then uh, Sjöran from uh, Stockholm is coming. Oh, Mr. Warlord, Mr. Nighthouse, Mr. Deathguard, yeah. Mr. Everything. Extra yeah. everything. Jöran, wow. He's actually doing the big trip of coming all the way from Stockholm. Damn. Oh, yeah. Respect. And he's going to play along with uh, Alex here from Copenhagen. Um, okay. That also plays a lot in Melmer, I think. Uh-huh. Um, he at least knows some of the Swedes, from what I know. Yeah. And then I got Max and his friend Henry to come from Britain. Awesome. Damn. So Damn. altogether, I think we have about five to six non-Danish players, or at least non-Danish heri- like uh, living. Um, yeah. Because if you start counting nationalities and not living places, then then it starts adding up, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See if uh, Max, Max but, might be able to win best Swede. Yeah, also we actually have, I have three suites on the waiting list as well. Oh, oh great. What's open up? Um, which is a guy called Daniel, uh, which is a guy I met at BSK. And, oh, and I didn't meet him at BSK. I met him at uh, Skanders, I think. Uh-huh. And we played together at BSK. Oh. And to put it mildly, that man understands just the right humor. <laughs> right, just the right amount. Just perfect. <laughs> um, Shout out to Daniel. Yeah, is fuck it, yeah. Is it Daniel Hutting? Yeah. Okay. The lovely man with all his lovely armies. Like seeing yeah. his armies painted like, yeah, I wish I could do that shit. What was he playing at um, BSK? Uh, he played his Death Guard. Okay. In which he was playing the reaping, and uh, he had four contenders, and I had three, so we had like a <laughs> seven-man contender party. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> that was amazing, and I think we might end up doing the same thing again at the next Ajax event. Uh, we're oh. teaming up as well again. 
Yeah. 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 Are you going? But that's not the one in uh, January, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, you're going there January the 4th? Yeah. Damn. This, I love this. The borders are blurring. <laughs> Scandinavia <laughs> shall rise. The country of Scandinavia would, I mean, that's. Alma Unionen. <laughs> we will conquer the heresy. Divided, but, um, we are weak, like, but together they cannot stand against uh, the like, power. I, I know you guys wasn't at the Scandus this year, but like we've been increasing our, our what do you call it, participants every time we've been going to an event for the second time in a row. <laughs> example, That's awesome. Like, like if you look at BSK, it's mainly been, I think it's been Eric and Janus. Yeah. yeah. The same with the, the first uh, Scandus they went to. And yeah. then me, Eric, and Janus went to Scandus. And mm. then me, Eric, Janus, and Jacob, and Biage went to Scandus. Mm-hmm. And BSK, suddenly me, uh, Eric, and um, Jacob, and Sune, and yeah, like <sighs> we, we started expanding every time. They're growing bolder. Okay. <laughs> we only have the two event series, mainly in Denmark, mine and Eric's. Yeah. So if we want to play events, we got to go to your place <laughs> oh but that's yeah. that's awesome I, I i was like i was hoping that more swedes will come also to denmark i feel like it looks like to return. like it looks like with at least my event i think it's opening a bit more up it looks yeah like, yeah hopefully. i love it yeah I, I like that like you guys are doing stuff that are not really done in sweden as much because i don't know if there's been like a dedicated double sweat i know that the Ringen ran that with the the tank thing yeah but that's <laughs> the closest i think i know of yeah, and then also the the real time, which is like a totally different thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's again, smart. I think that's the the reason we've done these routes, so to speak, is because we didn't want to do anything that could be just as easily outcome done by simple yeah. Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> you said that I didn't. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like if if I went to Sweden and I saw, oh, you have these big games with like apocalypse size, and you have these. Small Centurion games a lot, and you have the Son Metallas a lot. Well, we have the the um, campaign in Denmark that Eric is running, which is its own thing. Mm-hmm. So what's left and what do people like to play? And a lot of the time, when I went to single tournaments at least, a lot of people were like, oh, I wish I could team up for just one round or two. And like, yeah. have a 2v2 event then. It's awesome. Get your buddy under the arm, make him do a heresy army and start playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect way in. All right. That sounds like it's going to be a great event. Uh, speaking of events also, next year, what do you have planned? What do you have penciled in in your calendar, Sebastian? Um, apart from the Callous Sector uh, 3, I have hopefully the the big upcoming uh, Callous, which I hope to do in either... May or June, I think, which mm. is going to be the big 30 to 40 players, hopefully. Um, also, 2v2 and everything, and really a two-day event with proper parking and everything available right in the center of Vestapool, hopefully, in Copenhagen. Okay. So food is just around the corner. Don't, don't say that like you know. If you want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the room. That's like this. Uh, the fucked up part of town that end. It's uh, just next to the Tivoli. Everyone knows that. Yeah, that's right. also true. It's kind oh. of weird mixing Copenhagen. Just a few streets away from Sturget and 
a couple of streets yeah. away from heroin, whatever you feel like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I know, I know Copenhagen, <laughs> back of my hand. <laughs> yeah, but um, hopefully there. Um, but yeah, in general, I think that's the that's the big plan thing, so to speak, that I'm trying to work uh, around and get to to shine. Yeah, okay. bring all okay. these sweets over to Denmark for once. Yeah. Then you're going to Adepticon as well, right? Yeah, I am oh. at the end of March with my world leaders. Awesome. We might need to have you on after that. We need someone, an insider, to tell us about Adepticon. I would love uh, to do that. I'd love yeah? to be your inside man on the events you can't go to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, we're coming to a close. Um, uh, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, pleasure. And unfortunately, I hadn't been able to come on before we ran out of spots, so I could actually advertise it. But <laughs> the fourth event, now you have the chance. Uh, it's good. I, I think people just need to get inspired by your awesome events. Okay. Uh, the tables tend to to lure people in. Yeah, when and you I see, think like the city table. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm drooling over it. Uh, and, and I think we should uh, wish all our listeners uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy yeah. New Year. As a sign of uh, the, the brotherly friendship between our countries, I'm going to try and say Merry Christmas in Danish. Oh, shit. <coughs> going to start a new war. How was that? Wait, was it right? what? Did you say it? Wait. <coughs> there. Was that right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I think <laughs> as, a, as a sign of gratitude, uh, Sebastian, would you do us the honor and say the, the final words of the show? Do, do you want it in like extreme Danish uh, expression or, or just regular Danish? Thick, thick uh, Danish accent in English. Fake Danish in English? Thick, thick Danish in English. Like Danish accent. In English. Yeah. Do it. Take it away. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I think that's the closest we'll get, but clearly you uh, that's about it in Danish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. But I wa- I wanted to say the 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 show our our closing oh, words. Oh, oh shit, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and remember kids, Bulgarian gives it and Bulgarian takes it. Don't lose your head. <laughs>